What's going on guys? It's your boy Scrubby here back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am. And today we've got day six of the 12 days of Scrubs. Today's a very special episode. It's all the like cringe Minecraft people story times from the year. It's basically the Minecraft Christmas special, you know, if that's what we're gonna call it. If you've ever played Minecraft before, go ahead and press the like button and press it if you're hyped as well. Here is the comment of the day from the last video. Big thank you for all the support and uh if you really want to help me out you can get yourself the karen christmas sweater from the description down below without further ado let's hop into these story times happy holidays today i've got a story time that was sent in to me about a minecraft kid that just absolutely lost it in class and obviously i knew i had to make a video about it okay you know you guys tend to love them i love getting views everybody wins with a minecraft kid story so uh yeah without further ado let's get into it all right so the person who sent this in to me is is a little bit older you know old enough where the teachers were like you guys are responsible enough to use your phones whenever you're working on classwork as long as it's not a giant distraction and you guys get your work done you're free to text you can listen to music while you're working whatever you know you guys aren't little babies you should be able to handle listening to Spotify and doing a worksheet which I'm not gonna lie is pretty cool back in the day when I was in school these are the teachers that were usually the best to be in class with you know just makes class a little bit easier this teacher though obviously had one rule which was like just don't make it into an issue don't be playing games on your phone if any other teachers or administration comes in put it away like you know if my boss walks in I don't want to get in trouble for you guys being on uh, your phones is what she would tell them which you know is fair enough bro I would say about 90% of the students were cool with it and understood it except for the kid that we're gonna name Steve we're gonna call him Steve because he loved Minecraft but a little bit too much you know like this was the type of guy if he went to the state fair for a tattoo instead of getting a heart with mom through it it would be a heart with like minecraft you know like that's how much this dude was just passionate about this game he would literally talk about it all the time to the point where like the teacher had to address the class and talk about how you know there's not really a reason for them to be talking about video games in class sometimes they have to focus on classwork and you know if the devices are going to become a distraction she'll just make it where no one can use them one of those things where the teacher like didn't want to single steve out but everybody in the class knew that the lecture they were getting was like basically at Steve you know nobody else was constantly talking about a video game and trying to like sneakily play video games on their iPad or their laptop but alas Steve always would and now they're getting a lecture about like you guys are starting to push the line of what I'm allowing in class and if you guys can't control it then I'll just make it where you can't use any phones at all which you know if you're a teacher trying to be cool and one kid's just taking advantage of it you kind of just have to be like all right this system's not gonna work anyways Steve was the type of kid who would bring his iPad and was like all always trying to play Minecraft in class, trying to do it sneakily, but was not very good at it. And the teacher would be pretty cool about him trying to play Minecraft at first and just be like, hey, please stop. But like I said, after addressing the class and telling them to stop doing it, and then still finding him trying to play Minecraft on his iPad after a while, she was starting to get annoyed, you know? And all this annoyance came to head on one particular day when the teacher walks into class and says, all right, guys, I know usually I let you text, you know, listen to music while you're working on stuff, but that's a no-go today. I guess teachers have to get observed by the principal once a year or something just so they can make sure that like they're teaching the stuff they got to do they have good 
classroom presence, all that. So they were going to be getting observed by the principal today. And obviously, because the boss was coming in to watch the class, she just kind of told everyone that like, hey, no phones at all. Because there was a school ride rule about no phones. So like what? She's going to sit there and explain to her boss, no, 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 I understand you made a rule for the school, but this class gets to break it. Probably not the best thing to do for an observation. So she was just like, no devices. And honestly, basically everyone in the class was okay with it because it makes sense. Like the logic tracks, right? What are you going to do? Get mad? Except for Steve, who literally yelled out as soon as he found out no devices were allowed that day. I can't even play Minecraft at all today? And the teacher replied like, no, you can't play Minecraft today. In fact, you shouldn't be playing Minecraft at all. You know, you're in class. I've told you no video games. The fact that you're going to yell at me before I'm done explaining about this game goes to show why you shouldn't be allowed to play it. And Steve's response to that is like, this is so unfair. I can't believe you would do this. I thought that you were one of the cool teachers, but clearly you're just as lame as everyone else. And like, listen, man, obviously the teacher's not trying to be lame. There's just certain things that she's got to do for her job. And on top of it, if she was a lame teacher, she wouldn't be letting anyone listen to music, you know? But the teacher has had enough at this point now that Steve's going to be yelling at her saying like, you're lame for not letting me play Minecraft. She finally snaps and she's like, Steve, this is one day, one day where you can't play your game in class. You shouldn't be playing it at all. But if you are so obsessed with this game that you can't even take a break for like one hour in class, then it's like a weird obsession. I don't care if you think it's unfair. It's done. No, no devices today, Steve. None. Which obviously is a little mean, but like, what do you expect the teacher to do? Imagine you're trying to be cool to somebody and they just keep pushing it over and over again and then you're like all right guys please don't mess up today because i'll get in trouble and then they start arguing with you and saying you're lame and stupid because they want to play minecraft so bad that they can't take an hour break i'd probably snap back too but Steve's response to that, you know, no iPad, you're too obsessed with it, is to reply that, like, he's not too obsessed with the game, he just doesn't understand why he can't play it in class today. And the teacher explains one more time that, like, her job matters more than Steve's Minecraft time, and if the principal walked in and saw Steve playing Minecraft on his iPad, the teacher would get in trouble. And I'm just having a hard time understanding what Steve didn't understand about that, because I feel like it's so obvious. What would he like his teacher to do? Like, like I said, walk up to the principal slap him in the face with a piece of ham and just be like listen let the kids play minecraft and not learn anything i don't think the teacher cares about minecraft bro i don't think she does at all but she does care about her job Anyways, Steve gets really upset about this entire interaction and starts standing up and yelling that like, you know, he doesn't care about an observation. It's not his job to make the teachers look good. He shouldn't be punished because of the observation. And the teacher's response is that she doesn't care that he doesn't care. No Minecraft at all. It doesn't matter. He can scream as much as he wants. He's still not allowed to do it. And at that point, Steve, already standing up, starts screaming about how he hates it here and this school is the absolute worst and you know, they should just burn it down because it's just a place where you can't do anything fun. And listen, bro, no one's saying school is fun, all right? Like, listen, trust me, I have a lot more fun not being in school than I did when I was in school, right? But everyone knows school's not fun. It's not the place where you're allowed to play video games for eight hours a day. Newsflash, bro, what did you expect? Anyways, the teacher looks at him and says that, like, he needs to sit down and relax, and that would obviously be way too easy, you know, that would just make too much sense for Steve to sit down. So Steve says no, and then drops onto the ground, almost like a plank position, and then starts rolling around, crying about how it's so unfair that he can't play Minecraft, and it's so unfair that he can't use his devices for this hour, and everyone else in the class is literally just watching this dude, this guy trying to put out a non-existent fire on him, hitting the stop, drop, and roll maneuver, 
over the fact that he won't be able to like check his wheat farm for the next 45 minutes man I don't know like I I like video games don't get it twisted but I'm never gonna throw a tantrum in public because like I, I can't play Clash of Clans for an hour bro imagine you're in Walmart someone's phone dies you just hear them in the frozen section I'm gonna destroy every Klondike bar here until I get my phone charged again someone better steal me a, a portable charger like what, what do you mean dude there's just no reason to be having this much of a freak out over any video game it just doesn't matter it's not a life or death situation unless grandma's life support is fueled by you playing Minecraft I don't understand the anger anyways at that point the principal walks in and instantly is taken aback because all he sees is Steve on the ground throwing a tantrum over not being able to play Minecraft and he's like this is so unfair and so he looks at the teacher and asks what's going on as you do because I'm assuming when you walk in and someone's rolling on the floor you're just like well this is not a normal situation and the teacher says that she had told the kids absolutely no devices and he had just started losing it because he wanted to play a video game and she also mentions that like he does this pretty often and yeah he had definitely gotten upset over the devices before he definitely was talking about video games a lot but never to this standard mainly because the teacher was kind of like not trying to really put the hammer down but obviously with an observation coming you got to do what you got to do and the class kind of confirms it to the principal a bit you know by yelling out that like yeah he always does this there's always the one kid that just has to chime in when the teacher's explaining anything you know but thankfully it makes the principal be like oh okay this might be kind of what's going on and so the principal like wanting to show off how good he is at principaling I guess walks over to Steve and just asks him to get off the ground which uh, I always love when principals try the like super basic approach that the teacher has already tried a bunch because they just think it's magically gonna work because someone else asks you know Steve does stop rolling but he doesn't get up off the ground he just kind of looks at the principal and what I love about that it means that like the entire time that the teacher was waiting for the principal to show up the entire time the principal's there the entire time the principal's having the conversation with the teacher Steve was still just rolling around bro he really smacked the roly-poly formation anyways he's like now on the ground no longer rolling and starts telling the principal that he knows that he has the right to freedom and he knows what rights he has so he knows that he's allowed to play Minecraft in class which like you know I'm not gonna disagree that he has a right to freedom I'm gonna agree with that one I'm just not necessarily sure that it like applies all the time in that having the right to freedom means that you're allowed to just like bring a gaming PC to class to slay the ender dragon in English obviously you should be able to play video games in your spare time but there are some times where we got to have some rules you know I'm all for freedom but like yeah people playing Minecraft while they drive is a bad idea we should make some things not allowed and the teacher kind of or the principal sorry starts to explain that like he can't play video games in class that's not one of the rights that he has which uh you know I hate to break it to everyone is kind of true like there's just certain times you're not allowed to do certain stuff you can't yell fire in a crowded theater you're not allowed to just like punch someone because you feel like it not that playing video games in class is the same level at all but like obviously just saying I have the right to freedom doesn't mean that you get to do literally whatever you want especially if it involves like throwing a tantrum in the middle of class you have a right to throw a tantrum but then they also have the right to take you out of the classroom you know what I mean anyways at that point Steve gets up and he starts yelling at the principal that the principal obviously doesn't know that Steve knows his rights obviously and that the principal is going to be hearing from his lawyer if he really wants to maintain this no devices rule and at that point the principal realizes that there's gonna be no amount of like talking to Steve trying to reason with Steve that's gonna work the second someone starts threatening a lawsuit because they're not allowed to play Minecraft in the middle of class is when you know that you're just like alright I guess I'll deal with your 
your lawyer instead. At least that person might have some, like, rational thinking abilities. So the principal just radios into the office and says that he needs help removing a student from a classroom. And at that point, Steve realizes that uh, he's probably not going to be able to be playing Minecraft today, so he just kind of goes out in the hallway. And when he goes out in the hallway, they don't hear him running down the hall. He's just kind of standing out there. So the principal decides at that point that he's just going to try to do his normal observation. And he starts just sitting there and tells the teacher to keep teaching. And obviously it's awkward at first because everyone's just pretending that none of that happened. Trying to go back to like a normal class while also knowing that some dude is out there challenging the principal to a lawsuit because he was told he can't play Minecraft. But after about two minutes of the principal trying to just observe this awkward classroom now, there's a bunch of yelling from out in the hallway. And the principal goes out to see what's happening. But when he goes out, the door opens. And obviously you can hear things a lot better with the door open. And all they hear is Steve clearly yelling, I'm not going to the office. And as soon as they hear that and the principal leaves, the entire class just starts laughing. They had held it together a little bit while the principal was there. But obviously as soon as he steps out and they hear that he is still freaking out in the hallway, they can't help but laugh a little bit, dude. Like seriously, all of this over Minecraft, bro. I'm not saying it's always funny when someone gets upset, right? There's certain times when like someone's freaking out and it's just not entertaining. But if someone's losing their mind over like not being able to play Minecraft for 45 minutes, I feel like you have the right to giggle, you know? Your class probably is gonna start laughing if you're a teacher at that. Imagine being like, you know, the worker trying to corral Steve to the office. Meanwhile, Steve's over there trying to look around and find anything he can to craft a diamond sword and prevent it. And I'm supposed to just sit in the classroom and not laugh at the visual of Steve 1v2ing the principal and the security guard while screaming about how he has to slay the Ender Dragon. Obviously, that would get anyone laughing a little bit. Anyways, like I said, the class at that point is just kind of distracted, but the teacher is looking pretty stressed out, which uh, I probably would be too if it was like my observation day. <laughs> Next thing I know, the principal's in there while Steve is having the great freak out. So she's looking pretty stressed, but the class is just talking about, you know, Steve's tantrum and how crazy it was. And by the end of the day, obviously, basically the entire school had found out about it. But apparently Steve had ended up getting himself expelled because on the way to the office, he had been trying to fight the principal and the security guard that were like corralling him to the office, you know? Corralling him like he's an angry bull. But the reason they were corralling him and like trying to work with him to get to the office is because apparently he had gotten himself so mad that when the security guard to got too close Steve had bitten the security guard bro that's right in the span of 20 minutes it went from like oh it's gonna be a good day in class to oh my gosh I'm gonna cry and throw a tantrum because I can't play Minecraft to I'm gonna get my lawyer to sue the school because I can't play Minecraft to whatever I might as well just bite the security guard at my school because I can't play Minecraft at that point the principal had had enough and just ended up expelling him which is also why the entire school had been talking about it so much is because like the class thought they were the only people that were gonna see it all but of course he had decided to bite the security guard when there was a bunch of kids in the hall so like it was just the talk of the school right but even though Steve had bitten the security guard, he was okay. He wasn't insanely injured by it. It's just one of those things where Steve's got to go if he's going to start biting the faculty. But what was really messed up about all of this is it really made the principal come down super hard on the devices rule, you know? When everybody came back in, that teacher was like, yeah, you guys aren't allowed to listen to music or text at all anymore. Because the principal was just so shocked by how bad the experience was. He did the usual boomer move and blamed the devices. But listen, you know, usually I'm super anti-boomer. If you were 
the dude that had just witnessed some guy bite a security guard over Minecraft, you might want to ban all iPads in your school too, you know? It sucks, the teacher really couldn't do anything about it because it was a rule from the principal, and the principal's got to keep people safe, so like, I get why they had to do it, it does suck. But hey, that's more on Steve than anyone else involved, dude. Like, it probably could have just be kept being the system it was, but Steve had to just go freak out and threaten a lawsuit, bro. Thankfully, you know, students kind of understood the same. They weren't really mad at the teachers either, and uh, no one started biting anyone, thankfully. It wasn't an outbreak of World War Z proportions. I would seriously just love to know if Steve actually went to a lawyer and, like, how that conversation went when he found out that he had freaked out and started biting the security. You know, he gets to the lawyer's office. They're like, all right, tell me about your case. Let's see if we have a strong footing here. Okay, so the school tried to tell me that I couldn't play Minecraft in class, so I want to sue them. And they're like, okay, I'm not really sure if that's illegal. I'm pretty sure they're allowed to you know, say no electronics for an hour, but maybe we could work with this. And also, when they told me no, I freaked out and ended up biting a security guard. And the lawyer's like, ah, well, uh, son, I don't think we're gonna win this lawsuit. I think that if anything, the school could just hit him with the reverse Uno card on that lawsuit, you know? I'm suing you for not playing Minecraft. Well, we're suing you for assault. So, like, if you want to play this game, let's go, bro. Anyways, overall, I would just recommend, uh, one, not becoming insanely addicted to any video game to the point where you, like, can't go to school without it. And Two, if you are insanely addicted to a video game, don't go biting people because you're not allowed to play it because you're just going to end up in way more trouble and look insane, bro. No one wants to hang out with a biter. That's like the, the least fun person to be around, dude. I don't want to have to worry about you like a, making me patient zero in a zombie movie. It's just not something I want to be stressing about if I'm sitting next to you in class. But, and just a little piece of advice, I wouldn't recommend punching anyone over any video game, uh, but especially Minecraft, dude, okay? It's, it's not Minecraft. It's not like punching a tree. There's real consequences. Anyways, it's important to mention that this dude's stepbrother is 19 years old, right? So, like, he's a full-grown adult, and he had a part-time job and was currently taking a gap year to figure out what he wanted to study in college. Which, honestly, is fine. You know, I can understand needing a year to just work a bit, figure out what you want to do. It's a lot of pressure to be, like, fresh out of high school and pick what you want to do for the next 60 years, you know? If you know what you want to do, then that's great for you, but, like, I'm not going to hate on the dude for that. That being said, the only thing he had managed to do in this entire gap year was, like, do nothing but play video games. And listen, I love gaming as much as the next guy, but I'm talking about, you know, did nothing but play video games to the point where he wasn't showering for two weeks at a time to play video games which uh yeah that's a little bit excessive if you start like smelling like an onion pit it's probably a sign that you should take a shower not just keep the gaming marathon going Anyways, his game of choice also happens to be a weird one that I've never necessarily heard anyone get addicted to, which was Minecraft on the Xbox. Which, you know, it's fine. I guess Minecraft itself could kind of be addicting. I don't really get it personally. But whatever, something about being addicted to console Minecraft is just a little bizarre. It's like if somebody said they were a huge GTA fan, you know, it's their favorite game of all time, but they only play the PSP version and they think GTA 5 is garbage, you'd be like, oh, okay, I mean, that's fine. Obviously, your opinion your opinion, but it's just not one I think I would have ever heard before. Anyways, he had a world with some of his friends on Xbox, and that was basically the only thing that had mattered to him for quite a while now, you know? Like his entire gap year. 
all he did was play Minecraft on the Xbox to the point where, like, he would just in casual conversation bring up his Xbox friends just, like, by their name and assume that everyone should know who they are. Just, like, talk about his Minecraft world using coordinates to talk to them, like, in normal conversation. It was just weird. And like I said, on top of it, he's, like, not showering or taking care of anything while all this is going on. And his room got so messy because he was just, like, taking such bad care of it that he ended up getting a roach infestation in his his room so obviously uh, not a very good moment and you know his parents couldn't have been thrilled about like having to get an exterminator just to get rid of the roaches in this guy's room because he just refused to clean up while he was gaming and so their response was to say that if he wanted to keep living there rent-free, then, like, he ha could only game for two hours a day. Which, you know, is definitely a little restrictive, but that's what happens when you get a roach infestation in somebody else's house, you know, and you're addicted to video games. They're probably going to limit how much you can play. If anything, he should count himself lucky, because I probably would have just evicted him, you know? I feel like if somebody gets a roach infestation in your house and they're a full-grown adult, you know? And especially if they're not paying rent, uh, it's eviction time, dude. I'm, I'm sorry son or not. The first few weeks after that rule is created, everything's going okay. He's only playing about two hours a day, but when he starts to get tired of, like, having the restrictions on him, he goes behind his parents' back and buys a second Xbox to play Minecraft on. And, you know, his parents didn't realize that at the time, but I just wanted to, like... <laughs> emphasize how bad this dude's Minecraft addiction was that he literally went out and bought a secret Xbox just so he could play after his mom and dad took it away. So basically to this guy punching trees in Minecraft was the equivalent of like black tar heroin you know he just could not get off of it. And like I said his parents didn't discover it for a bit he would just kind of game in his room and it worked to his advantage because it was uh, pretty normal for him to be in his room alone for extended periods of time because like I said he had a part-time job and he could do his job for from home. It was like a remote position so he could play Minecraft while working, you know, he just kind of had to fill out paperwork and whatnot. So his parents wouldn't really bug him all day, so he would kind of play video games on his second Xbox while he was working. And listen, if you can do that well and get all your work done and your boss isn't going to get mad at you, then by all means, go for it. I understand why you would do it. The only issue is this guy was uh, so into Minecraft that he ended up getting himself fired from his job. And honestly, I feel like everyone at this point makes jokes about how they watch Netflix while they work from home. You know, everybody makes jokes about how they really only do like two hours of work a day. So the fact that your employees could have even caught on, or your employers, sorry, could have even caught on that you were playing video games all day means you have to have been like really not paying attention. And in fact, come to find out, the only reason he had gotten caught is because he always had an AFK status like on the system that they use to communicate. And the only way that you could get like the AFK status is if you had touched your mouse in like four to five hours so basically they knew after tracking it for a few days that he was literally only touching his mouse like maybe twice a day if they were lucky but usually once so after they kind of got that information they had no choice but to fire him because that's just really bad you know even if you're pretending to work you could just like shake the mouse every 10 minutes or something yeah they really have no choice but to fire you if they start paying attention and see that you're literally only looking at the computer for 45 seconds a day and on on top of it, they had also given him two warnings about it and been like, hey, you know, we noticed that you're going AFK a lot. Please knock it off. So they weren't trying to be mean to him. He just couldn't put down the Minecraft. Anyways, all this culminated one day when the subscriber who sent this to me was over at his mom's house helping his stepdad do something when his stepbrother comes into the garage and said that he had some good news for his dad. And obviously the dad, like a little suspiciously, asked him what his good news is. 
And he opens up by saying that he was fired, but it's not a bad thing because he doesn't really need the job, and now he can focus on all of his passions without any distractions. And the dad is obviously not too thrilled with hearing this, you know? He's like, you got fired? What are you going to do? Like, how are you going to pay for anything? How are you going to support yourself? And the Minecraft kid just says something about how, like, basically he just wants to play video games until his gap year is over, and he might extend it a bit, and was just hoping that his parents would just cover everything while he was there. So like, you know, his entire plan to focus on his passions was literally just to play Minecraft. You know, not like he wanted to open a Minecraft server, not like he was gonna make content, anything that might make money. No, he just wanted to play video games while his parents paid for it for the rest of his gap year. And it doesn't really sound that great to the dad, obviously, so he points out that his answer to the question doesn't really make sense and asks how he's gonna support himself, and then tells him that he's an adult and, like, it's unacceptable for him to just play video games all day while his parents support him. And, uh, you know, that would probably piss me off a little bit, too. Like, dude, you really can't just be sitting around playing video games all day once you're an adult. Especially if you can't support yourself. Like, it's one thing if your shroud and playing video games is making you hundreds of thousands of dollars every month. But if you're just gonna be sitting around waiting for your parents to support you while you just play Minecraft, yeah, that's just pretty unrealistic. And so his dad pointed out that, like, if he didn't have a job and he was just going to be hanging out, then he was going to be turning on off the internet while he was at work so that way he would be forced to read books or do something more productive with his time. Which, ah, uh, I know a lot of people are gonna say is too far, but at this point it's probably the best course of action. Be like, listen, fine, you're not gonna work, you just wanna hang out and do nothing for a few months, then you can read books and think. You don't need to be playing Minecraft. But when he says that, his stepbrother just starts freaking out about how that's not fair and he needs the internet all day because, and I quote, you know, just makes a horrible argument. He had to get crafting with the bros, which might be the worst argument ever. No, you don't understand, Dad. I understand I don't have a job. I'm not going to school. I'm just sitting around doing nothing while you pay for it. But you can't turn off the internet while you're at work, even though I don't pay for it, because I have to get crafting with the bros? My goodness, that sounds like it would be a lyric in a Jake Paul song in, like, 2011. It's every day, bro. Yeah, I'm crafting with my bros. I would throw it up there as just a, a very, very bad knockoff version of It's Morphin' Time from the Power Rangers. That's what it's crafting with my bros sounds like. Anyways, the dad points out that like, you know, he doesn't help pay for the internet in the first place and he wasn't just gonna let him play video games all day and get another roach infestation in his room. Which I also think is why I think the dad's reaction is more fair. Like sure, turning off the internet might seem extreme to some people. One, he's not paying rent. Two, he's not paying for the internet. Also, the dude had such a bad like gaming problem that he literally didn't clean his room to the point there was a roach infestation. It makes sense why this guy's apprehensive to just let him play video games all day. That was when he had a job. Imagine when, like, that's gone too. He's really just going loose with it. You're gonna wake up to a family of rats cooking dinner in your kitchen a la Ratatouille. A fantastic Pixar movie released in, uh, I don't know what year, 2014? I don't care. Anyways, to that, the stepbrother just starts absolutely freaking out, losing it in tears about how it's so unfair that his dad wouldn't let him play video games when he was at work, and how this is just more of a reason why he doesn't like him, blah, 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 blah. And the stepbrother is watching all of this goes down and says something about how, like, it's just Minecraft and everything's gonna be okay. And man, you would have thought that that was, like, his CIA trigger word to go full Manchurian candidate. 
you know, the CIA program where they like wanted to brainwash people so that way they would act normally. And then like when you said the code word, they would turn into an elite assassin. And that's basically the like reaction he has to his stepbrother saying, it's just Minecraft, it's gonna be okay. The CIA brainwashing came back. He went full assassin and starts running towards the subscriber with his fist raised talking about like, shut up, you don't know anything about it. And his dad steps in front of him to stop him from hitting his stepbrother. And they're kind of like inches away from each other's face. And the Minecraft kid at this point is yelling at the dad about how he just doesn't understand Minecraft and he doesn't understand why it's so important to him. And he's like, listen, man, you can have your hobbies. You can do what you want to do, but like you have to be able to support yourself while you're doing your hobbies. You're not just going to live here while I pay for everything forever. That's not really how this works. If you want to follow your passions, then find a way to do it. And then the dad says something that everyone would be thinking, but for some reason, the Minecraft kid takes the wrong way. He says like, all of this over Xbox is ridiculous. You're literally threatening to fight your family over video games. Cause like, yeah, it is a little bit silly to be threatening to throw hands with your stepbrother and your dad and like screaming at them over the fact that they think you play too much Xbox. And the stepbrother steps back and tells his dad to take that back. Otherwise he's gonna regret it. And the dad's like, what are you gonna do to make me regret it? It's true. You're literally doing all of this over video games and it's absurd. Like there's no reason to do it. In fact, he's still gonna turn off the internet when he's at work and if he's really lucky then maybe he'll get the internet for an hour a day total but he didn't work from home so it's not his issue to provide internet anymore basically saying that like yo bro i will be fine watching standard cable television i'm not the person that needs fast internet that's on you and maybe i'll just turn it off until you get a job you know confirming that he's not going to be supporting this dude's minecraft addiction to the point where there's a second roach infestation you don't want the sequel of that teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze but it's just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle rats living in this dude's room. Yeah, no thank you. I feel like the first sequel was good enough. This incenses the Minecraft kid so bad. He's so pissed that he reaches back, balls up his fist, and punches his dad right in the face. And listen, the punch wasn't the greatest of all time, but it's still punching your dad over Minecraft at the end of the day. So, uh, even if it's a weak punch, it's still one punch too many. And after that, it was like a vacuum sucked all of the air out of the room as it sunk in what he had just did. And the subscriber starts running over to grab his stepbrother and defend his stepdad, obviously. And his stepdad stops him and is like, no, it's okay. And he's confused by how just like eerily calm his stepdad seems. Even though he had just been punched in the face, it's like a calm washed over him. Like the scary calm, you know? When someone's so calm after something happened, you're like, oh, they're about to snap. And he starts giving the Minecraft kid a lecture about how he's ashamed of what he just did. And said that he had one hour to pack up all of his stuff and get out and he was no longer allowed to live here and if he didn't have it all packed up and was out in an hour then he was going to pack it up and he was going to use all the anger he had from being punched in the face which you know is a pretty scary warning but fair he's not gonna hit you back even though you just punched him in the face you just have an hour to get all your stuff and get out I feel like that's a pretty reasonable thing for the dad to say and usually this might be like an overreaction you know sometimes people get mad and say stuff they don't mean to say or you know they get angry angry and just like say the most hurtful thing that pops into their mind but his dad was insanely calm to the point where it was just obvious that he just 100% meant it he was serious he had an hour to get his stuff and get out and if not then he was probably not gonna be happy on how his stuff was packed up you know gonna get tossed down the stairs maybe a little bit but his stepbrother for some reason doesn't believe that his dad is serious and just scoffs at him and says that like he's not afraid he's never done anything in the past when he's threatened that stuff so he's not afraid of him now 
now. And the dad tells him again, like, listen, dude, I'm serious. You're really going to regret that. I would pack up your stuff nicely. But the stepbrother's having none of it, just not afraid of his dad at all. Just being like, no, you're not going to do anything. So his dad pulled out and, like, set a one-hour timer and showed it to him to be like, look, I'm serious. I'm literally setting a timer. But he just rolled his eyes at that and went back inside and said he had better things to do. And pretty soon they heard him back, like, on Minecraft playing video games within, like, two minutes of going back upstairs. And the subscriber's obviously a little bit confused on why his, like, stepdad's giving him an hour, so he asked why he didn't do anything about being punched. And he's like, listen, I'm gonna give him an hour to pack his stuff and get out. I've been looking for a reason to get him out, and I think this is a good one. And on top of it, I've wanted to destroy that Xbox forever, so hopefully in an hour he's still playing it, so I have an excuse to destroy it. Which, yeah, might not be cool, but he is giving you an hour to get out, and you did punch him in the face. So in the grand scheme of things, him saying he's gonna do exactly what he's telling you he's gonna do isn't that bad compared to sucker punching your dad over Minecraft. There's no video game you should ever punch anyone over. There's even less video games that like you should punch your dad over. But I feel like Minecraft is probably one of the most embarrassing games to say that someone hit you over. Regardless, the stepdad and the subscriber go inside. They each grab a soda from the fridge and they're just kind of hanging out and his stepdad keeps checking the timer and being like, all right, he has 20 minutes. All right, you know, he has 15 minutes and it keeps getting closer and closer sir and their entire time they're counting it down, they're like literally hearing him screaming at the Xbox in the other room. Which, I don't even know how you are screaming at Minecraft. This entire thing's just weird. Being that addicted to Minecraft, being so mad at Minecraft you're screaming at it when it's Xbox Minecraft. I mean, raging at any Minecraft to the point you're hitting stuff is a little out there. Unless it's for entertainment, you know? But just like seriously raging at Minecraft? How? After an hour though, the timer goes off and the stepdad looks at the subscriber and says, that like he's gonna be right back and he goes upstairs and he hears an argument going on between his uh, stepbrother and his stepdad and all of a sudden he hears his stepbrother yelling in the hall like you can't kick me out I'm your kid and his dad responds you know that like well I'm an adult you're an adult you know there's no longer like I have to take care of you and you just punched me in the face I'm not gonna let another adult punch me in the face and live in my house especially rent free so you have to get out and he starts arguing back to his dad that he's not gonna go anywhere and he he can't kick him out, you know, and he's an old loser and there's nothing he could do about it. And then he hears him trying to stop his dad from going back into his room and hears like, no, no, and hears them coming down the stairs. And the next thing he sees isn't them coming down the stairs, but it's an Xbox flying through the sky instead. Literally like a magic electronic boomerang, dude. It's just flying through the air. The only problem is it doesn't return to the person who threw it. It just smashes into the ground. And it's not like one of those things where he knows for sure it's broken, but considering it just got tossed down the stairs, landed on tile, and is now, like, got pieces flying off of it. He assumes that it's probably pretty broken. Anyways, his stepbrother is yelling as if, like, you know, something that's irreplaceable just got thrown down the stairs. Obviously, an Xbox getting destroyed would suck. I'm not saying I wouldn't be upset, but, like, he's acting like some irreplaceable heirloom just got destroyed. That was the watch for my great-great-great-grandfather. Like, nah, it was an Xbox. And he did warn you, but whatever. He's screaming for a second, and then his dad says, like, now pack your stuff and get out. I wasn't kidding. And that's when he pulls out the ultimate Yu-Gi-Oh card, the trap card. And 
and is like, guess what, Dad? You're an idiot. I bought a second Xbox when you took mine away, so that way I could play on it. And the dad's like, you really bought a second Xbox, so that way you could play secretly? And he was like, yeah, I did. And he's like, wow, man, you're really addicted to Minecraft, so go ahead and play it in your new home, because I'm serious, you don't live here anymore. Like, get out. And it finally starts to set in with the Minecraft kid that his dad is serious. He's like, not joking. And for some reason, instead of starting to apologize, he starts yelling about how he will just go find a place to live that supports his, like, uh, want to play Minecraft all day, and he'll find a way to do it and make it happen. Because, you know, it's just a weird thing to yell for one reason. I think it's kind of impossible. Like I said, unless you're, like, streaming it, YouTube, something, no one's just going to pay for you to sit in one of their rooms, not clean up anything, literally have a roach infestation and play Minecraft. Even if you were clean, like, who's just going to pay you to do nothing? Like, literally nothing. It just makes no sense. You gotta do something. No one's gonna just literally pay you to sit around and play Minecraft. But whatever, you know, he goes and, like, grabs his Xbox and takes the pieces back upstairs to his room and closes the door behind him. And the stepdad goes, knocks on the door, and he's like, go away. And he demands that he gives him the Xbox that he threw down the stairs. And he's like, fine, it's broken anyways. So he opens the door back up and says something about, like, I'm packing. And so the stepdad grabs the Xbox and goes out into the garage. And obviously the subscriber goes out with him. And the stepdad grabs an axe and just starts going full Paul Bunyan mode on it. Just, like, making sure that this Xbox is surely full and dead. And it definitely was done. And, you know, they hear the stepbrother coming down the stairs and he comes into the garage and yells that his like dad's an idiot because he did have two xboxes but he still hates him for breaking it and he like lifts up the duffel bag he has in his hands and says that he's leaving now and starts to walk to his car but he's walking really slowly i think hoping that his dad will stop him and be like please no but his dad isn't rushing out to stop him if anything he's like glad to see him leaving so he turns and starts making this dramatic speech about how his family should support him even if his dreams make no sense and listen, man, it's not that they're not supporting you because your dream's a long shot. Like, if they were saying, listen, you're never gonna be able to, like, ever, ever make any content, you know? And you're like, I just want to give it a try. And they just said, don't try. You're an idiot. Your dreams are stupid. I would understand. They're just saying you gotta be able to support yourself if you're gonna be playing video games nine hours a day. That's not them not supporting you, bro. And so his dad literally asked him, like, what do you mean by that? How should we support you? And he says that they should let him do whatever he wants, even if it's nothing. And the dad's like, you know, maybe if you were peacefully doing nothing, that's one thing. But it's the real world. You cost a lot of money. And you got a roach infestation. And you had a job that you lost because you were just doing nothing. Like, I can't let you do whatever you want and just walk all over me in the name of it being your dreams. Especially considering the fact that you're willing to punch me if I tell you no. Like, even if the guy's right and his family should support him, he's just glossing over the fact that he literally punched his dad over the block game. So whatever, he just, like, leaves once he realizes his dramatic speech isn't gonna make a difference and, uh, drives off to his friend's apartment where he had apparently started renting a room. And two weeks later, he's texting his stepdad and the subscriber's mom, begging for, like, them to let him move back in for free. And he didn't want to get a job, but he just needed a second chance. And they were like, no, you have to figure this out for yourself, man. 
And, uh, yeah, apparently he's, like, got a different job that he works full-time at now and probably doesn't have as much time to be sitting around. And he had a pretty sweet thing going on. I mean, all things considered, you just work from home part-time, play video games, eventually go back to school. Pretty sick. But you just had to throw it all away for Minecraft, man. And punching your dad over Minecraft, like punching your dad alone is already a, a pretty big thing to come back from. I feel like punching your dad might be one of those things that they might hold a grudge for. But especially over Minecraft, like what is he supposed to tell his friends? Yeah, me and my son got into a fight. Oh my gosh, over what? Was it some family drama? No, you know the block game Minecraft? Yeah, I said he couldn't play it anymore and uh, we got into a real boxing match. Thankfully, this time they're not directly related. I feel really bad whenever it's like someone's brother or something that just is going ballistic over this game for some reason. Either way, I know you guys uh, really love these, so I figured I would make it into a video. So uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. But before we do, be sure to press the like button if you've ever played Minecraft before, all right? And I'm paying attention, I'm watching. The person who sent this in to me does not live in the biggest town that's ever existed. There's like three or four large in neighborhoods and that's about it and so all of the kids in the town go to the same school and uh, because it's not the largest school on the planet everybody is kind of aware of each other like not to a creepy degree it's not like everyone knows everyone's biography but if you've known these people for like six seven years you've always been in the same school even if you didn't necessarily call them your best friend you probably knew who the person was and, uh, there was a guy who didn't live near him. He lived in his neighborhood, like, a couple blocks away, but he went to the school that was always known for getting a little bit too invested into whatever he was into at the time. You know, he was the type of kid where, like, if he had an emo phase, he was just going to wear Darth Maul makeup to school every day and, uh, just talk about nothing about how, like, life is nothing but a dark pit of suffering. And so everybody was just kind of aware of the fact that whenever he would get into something new, he was going to go way overboard with it. And people really didn't have an issue with it, except for when he would try to, like, shove it down other people's throats. For example, man, like, if he decided that, I don't know, coffee wasn't good, he would walk up to anyone he saw with a coffee cup and be like, you really shouldn't drink coffee, man. You know coffee's really bad for you. I don't drink coffee, and it's changed my life. Which, listen, I understand that people can make choices about whatever they want to make a choice about, but you're making a choice for you, bro. Like, just because you decide to do something doesn't mean that everyone else has to do everything the exact same way. But whatever, one day, uh, the kid comes to school, and he starts talking talking about how he's gotten into this game that no one's probably heard of before. And instantly, people are starting to be like, oh, he's gonna get obsessed with it. And he's not telling anyone what the name of the game is, but he's like, it's this super low-key indie game that none of you guys have probably ever heard of. And he's acting super elitist about the fact that, like, he's playing this game, you know. Oh, yeah, only, like, the most elite gamers know what this game is and how to play it. So you guys have probably never heard of it. And finally, after a couple days of, like, just trying to bait people, I guess, into, like, trying to figure out what game it was, he started telling people. Because no one was interested, you know? Like, he would go up, oh, I'm playing this new game you guys probably have never even heard of because it's super secret. And no one was like, oh, dude, please tell me, please, please tell me, I'm so excited. They were just kind of like, all right, cool, good for you, I guess. You know, they didn't really care one way or the other. So after a while, he started 
starts telling them that it's this little game they've probably never heard of called Minecraft. And I don't know if this guy had just actually been living under a rock like Patrick Star, but Minecraft is not some tiny little baby indie game. Maybe if this was taking place in 2009, when it was in its alpha or something, that would make some more sense. But let's be realistic here, dude. Calling Minecraft an indie game, like technically it started as that, but saying it's a less known indie game people have probably never heard of. Yeah, dude, have you ever heard of this little known battle royale called Fortnite? Like, come on, man. Minecraft is one of those video games that I feel like even people that don't play video games know about. Like, I feel like if you did a poll of grandmas, they would probably know what Minecraft is just because their grandkids are into it. And like, you know what I'm saying. Either way, everybody's kind of like, dude, we know what Minecraft is. We've been playing Minecraft forever. Like, it's just not really some super brand new game that's like the, the craziest low-key game. And immediately he starts getting all defensive and he's like, well, if Minecraft's so popular, how come I never see anyone playing it? And listen, man, I don't know what you wanted them to say to that. Like, maybe you just don't look at things, but I feel like the Minecraft stuff is kind of everywhere. And I'm not trying to sound like a Minecraft superstan. I don't think it's like, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's a good game. But to pretend it's some like little known unpopular game and that no one ever plays it is insane. I feel like some of the biggest YouTubers on the entire platform have made Minecraft series or are Minecraft YouTubers. Like, even PewDiePie did a Minecraft series that did incredibly well, dude. What do you mean you never see it anywhere? They have Legos. They have Minecraft Legos. Once something is turned into a Lego, that's how you know it's mainstream. Lego don't mess around and do weird stuff. Either way, everyone's kind of like, alright, man, yeah, whatever. I guess you just know some secret indie game no one's aware of. And he's like, yeah, uh, even if it is known to you guys, I'm probably way better than you at it which I also think is hilarious like I'm better than you at Minecraft cool bro like if there's one game I really don't care about your skill level at it's this game because it just doesn't matter you know being good at Call of Duty oh I'll 1v1 you and I'll smack you sure if someone can beat me in Minecraft PvP it's like cool bro like I don't do you expect me to really care no offense to people that are cracked at it it's cool if you're cracked at it you get what I'm saying though it's a very bizarre game to like start flexing your skills on dude you don't even even know how to find diamonds in world record time dude oh my god man you straight up are a noob like it would just be a little weird anyways his uh, obsession continues to develop you know like he just starts talking about minecraft more and more and um what got annoying about that isn't even necessarily that he was talking about something that he liked people do that it was the fact that he was just constantly talking about it all the time and telling people information like it was some brand new secret and it was just obvious stuff that everybody knew you know which like is saying something i feel like most people aren't experts on video games so if you're you're obsessed with something and every time you talk about it everyone's like bro we know that's how you know you're not actually that much of an elite pro player for example he would be like guys did you know that if you give a dog a bone in minecraft it'll become your dog and everyone was like yeah and he's like no you guys didn't know that and he would argue with them about what they knew and what they didn't know which, listen, I think talking about, like, whatever, video game tips or whatever, if that's what you want to do, go for it. I don't care. 
But it's so funny to point out obvious stuff that everybody knows. And then when they tell you that they know it to just deny that they know it. What do you have the ability to just peer into their brain like it's a VR headset, dude? Maybe we are a simulation. Um, I've actually studied your player character. I know that uh, you do not know this information. I've done a complete brain scan. Like, how do you know what other people do not know? I just feel like that's such a weird thing to say, especially when it's something insanely obvious. Like, it's not like you just told someone the secret of the universe and they were like, yeah, I actually always knew that. No, man, you said something insanely obvious. Water is also wet. If you said that and someone said, oh, I know that, you wouldn't be like, no, you don't. You definitely don't understand that water is wet. But eventually his obsession even started to seep out of school and like into the neighborhood. He lived in this guy's neighborhood and he only like really knew where the guy lived when he started to have a problem because he was like rounding up all of the younger kids in the neighborhood. Like they were in like sixth grade at the time and he was rounding up all the third graders and telling them that like if they fought a revolution with their Minecraft foam swords, they could take over the neighborhood and like be in charge and play Minecraft whenever they want, which is just nuts, bro. You're gonna fight a revolution with foam swords. Good luck with that one, right? Like, good luck. But on top of that, you're telling me that you're going to take over with your foam swords just so you can play Minecraft all the time? Listen, man, I understand that video games can be fun, but I feel like destroying society and rebuilding a new one where the main focus is playing a video game isn't gonna end well. The society just collapses into itself in like four days when no one's been purifying the water and they all accidentally give themselves dysentery because they're too busy trying to build a Minecraft castle. But basically, he got this group of kids that were down to quote-unquote fight the parents, and they started building this, like, base in the front yard of his house. And uh, throughout the day, all the other kids in the neighborhood just went to look at it, and a couple of parents were, like, standing on the outside of the base telling them to come out. But by that point, they were basically using just, like, a bunch of stuff from everyone's garages. Like, there's, like, tires, plywood, whatever it was. They're just saying that they're not going to come out. And whenever someone's older brother, like, went to try to go in and grab his younger brother, all of them just started smacking the crap out of him with the foam swords, so he left. I'm not saying that foam swords are the end-all be-all, right? But let's be honest. If you've ever been in, like, a nerf uh, sword fight... Well, I don't know what happened. I couldn't talk for a second. If you've ever been in a Nerf sword fight, if someone smacks you too hard, it's not pleasant. You're not going to actually be injured, you know? It's not going to decapitate you. But imagine you, like, crawl through a tire to try to get into this little hideout and, like, 30 people just start smacking you as hard as they can. It doesn't feel very swagged out. And so, finally, a couple of the parents of the kids that are in this little group staging this mini Minecraft revolution go knock on the Minecraft kid's door and the dad answers... And they're like, hey man, I don't know what's going on, but your kid's building a fort, they won't come out, they're saying that they're gonna throw a revolution to play Minecraft. And the dad, instead of being like, wait, what is going on? Are you serious? Oh my goodness, I need to handle this right away. Just lets out this big sigh, like a big, <sighs> And is like, I know, I'll come handle it. Which I don't know if the I know meant literally that he knew his kid was like staging a revolution or if it was more of a like, ugh, my kid is just always doing something stupid and the neighbors always have to come over to ask me to stop it because he's just always getting himself into a stupid situation. He walks outside and he sees this like little base thing, which is just giant piles of garbage, basically. 
but it's just precarious enough where like it's annoying to walk or climb over they're guarding the entrance with like 10 kids swinging their nerf swords and the dad starts saying look you've got to cut this out you know you've you've got to be like realistic about this you're not going to stage a revolution for minecraft just tell everybody to come out of the fort you're making me look bad there's a pile of trash in the front yard like come on man what are you doing please just knock it off and the minecraft kid yells over about how he's never going to give up he knows that he has a right to play minecraft and if they want to rebuild society then that's what they should do and his forefathers would have been proud of him and he starts going on this like speech about how the fourth of july taught him a lesson about standing up to tyranny bro i love how in his mind just like having to go to school and learn things that aren't minecraft related is the ultimate tyranny i think he would love to have a conversation with people in countries that like actually suck uh, we're in north korea where you can't do literally anything you know your your great leader works so hard he literally never has to poop apparently north korean generational prisons where they're like interned for a crime their great grandfather did nah 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 that's not tyranny you're you're crazy because you know they're playing real life minecraft my dad's saying that i can't play minecraft tyranny absolute tyranny also, I feel like uh, when we fought the Revolutionary War, it was over things that were like, you know, a little bit more pressing of an issue than them just saying no Minecraft. George Washington is crossing the Delaware, pickaxe in his hand. I will beat the end! Like, I don't think that's what was going on. But whatever, he gives this little speech, and of course, the parents and everyone standing around starts laughing at it, because it's just absurd to be like, the 4th of July inspired me to make a mini-revolution to be able to play Minecraft. Like, that's just an insane thing to say. But whatever, he sticks to it, and when they start laughing at him, he starts being mad, being like, we're gonna conquer the rest of the neighborhood by the week's end, we're gonna keep taking land, so laugh now, but you won't be laughing long. And at that point, his dad has just had enough, because it's a spectacle. The whole neighborhood's laughing at him, he's saying they're gonna keep conquering the neighborhood. So the dad just, like, grabs one of the walls and starts pulling off the plywood. And he pulls off the plywood, and there's a few layers to it but they hear their walls starting to come down and they're like minecraft commander says like uh, they're tearing down the fort now and all of a sudden they start smelling this like a burning smell and they look and all of the minecraft kids have come out the back side of the fort on the opposite side of where they all uh were like in the inside everyone watching's on one side the minecraft kids are on the other and there's now a plume of smoke coming out from the middle of the fort and the Minecraft kid dad starts yelling, like, what's burning? What's burning? What is that? Because there's just a fire in the middle of his front yard. I'm sure that's not something you would love to see. And his son is like, we lit a fire so that way if you conquered the fort, there was nothing left for you guys to use in our fight for the revolution. I don't know why this kid was so delusional, bro. But in his mind, right, they are, we're going to conquer the fort and then use it to fight the Minecraft kids revolutionary war. Like, what are you talking about, bro? You literally just built a fort and now you lit a fire in the fort, which is definitely a fire hazard considering plywood's most of the construction. So whatever, the dad starts screaming about how like that's so idiotic he's gonna burn the house down da, 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 da. and him and a bunch of other dads start trying to rip the stuff off the fort to get to the fire before the fort bursts into flames 
And so they're starting to tear the fort down in like something out of a Narnia battle or something like the general Minecraft. That's what I'm going to call him calls out charge. And all of a sudden, all these kids with their Minecraft swords and him start rushing the parents trying to rip the walls off the fort to put out the fire. And he screams something about how like they're tearing down the fort, defend it. If you wanted to defend the fort, probably shouldn't have left it and lit it on fire, man. Like, you're gonna light it on fire and then attack the people trying to put out the fire. And so they start running in and just smacking these parents as hard as they can with these foam swords. Which isn't enough to, like, really hurt them, but it's enough to piss them off and, like, make them not able to actually do anything. So they start yelling for help. And like I said, there was a bunch of kids there, older siblings and whatnot. So they start running in and trying to, like, block the swords. And so it's probably the most depressing sight you've ever seen. The most first world battle of 300 cringe combat situation. Just a bunch of kids with Minecraft swords that are convinced that they're fighting the revolution to be able to play Minecraft every day, all the time. It's their national pastime. Uh, and they're trying to attack people, trying to put out a fire that they started while their siblings are fighting them, bro. And these Minecraft kids are fighting vicious, man. They're, like, uh, climbing up on parts of the fort and jumping off to try to smack people and whatnot. But obviously, they're not, like, strong enough to actually prevent themselves from being pushed back a bit. So they get pushed back. The parents rip down the fort. And there's, like, a decent-sized campfire in there. And they put it out pretty quickly. And uh, as they're putting it out and the fort's destroyed, the Minecraft kid is like, retreat, retreat. And this uh, person lives in a neighborhood that's kind of situated in some woods. So the Minecraft kids like run off into the woods. And so the fire gets put out. And now everyone that just witnessed this is standing around like, what is going on? And now all the parents are saying, we're going to go get our kids now. Like, this is insane. This is out of hand. I can't believe they just did that and then ran into the woods after. They really went around smacking all the parents with their foam swords. And then we're like, nah, it's going to be cool. It's all going to work out. Don't worry about it. Let's just run into the woods. And of course, people aren't too thrilled with the Minecraft general's dad, you know. It's not his fault that his son is, is doing this, but it's also definitely not not his fault. Like, I don't think parents are responsible for everything their kid does, but your kid has to have gotten some of these ideas from somewhere, man. I don't feel like when I was in sixth grade, I would have rounded up the troops to try to make a revolution with Minecraft swords. I'm pretty stupid. I don't think I'm that dumb, you know? And even not necessarily stupid's not the right word, because that takes a lot of organization, but you guys get what I'm saying. So whatever, the parents start, like, searching the woods, and the person who sent this to me is uh, one of the older brothers of one of the Minecraft kids that had been involved in this so he's looking in the woods as well and sure enough one by one they start finding them and they're like we split up because we thought it would make it harder for us to track down but it looks like the enemy has been able to find our positions bro they were really committed to this it would have been all fun and games until the sun went down and it got really cold outside and they were like ah did we pack any rations or camping equipment no no we didn't we just have these foam swords and one laptop so we can take turns playing minecraft i just also think it'd be so hilarious like i know i mentioned it earlier but imagine a society where like the the people that took over were just really obsessed with a video game like call of duty zombies government edition where you know we're not putting any money towards education we're not gonna fund the military we're not gonna fund anything what we are going to do is provide everyone with sick internet and a good 
Xbox. Like, it would just be so bizarre to have something like that. Not that it ever would have worked, but I just don't even know why that was their ideal world. You know, I'm not saying uh, that everything's perfect, but I feel like what we've got going on now is a lot better than a world where Minecraft diamonds become the actual official currency of everything. The FBI no longer is investigating counterfeit money, just people that do duplication glitches in Minecraft. Whatever though, little by little looking through the woods, they keep finding more of them and each time like some of them don't want to give up, blah, 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 blah. It starts turning into a little bit of like World War II with the island situation. You know how there was those Japanese soldiers that literally didn't surrender until like the 80s because they were just so bent on being successful that they just did not believe that Japan could have lost, you know? So whatever, they end up getting all these kids back and everyone is like pretty pissed off, especially because they're not fans of the fact that he had organized this entire revolution, attacked all the parents, lit a fire, all this stuff. So everybody decides to go back to the Minecraft kids house, not to like riot or anything. But to just talk to the parents about it, because they were not going to let that happen again. So, obviously, they start talking to the Minecraft kids' parents, and they're saying that they've got to do something. You know, clearly, whatever that they're currently doing is not working. If he's leading mini-revolutions of all the neighborhood kids, they don't want that going on. And on top of it, he's leading them on, like, mini-revolutions to drop out of school and play Minecraft all the time. Like, I don't think that's a very good example that you want a bunch of people looking up to. Forget society, the only thing that matters is Minecraft. Like, I don't know, man, call me crazy, but I think the real world matters a little bit more than the digital one. And I love video games, but I'm just saying, like, I do not want to live in a world where everybody that is really good at whatever Minecraft minigames popular right now is is the leaders of the free world, dude. Imagine Dream is like head of the United States Defense Department, man. I'm not saying I hate him. I'm just saying I don't want Dream in charge of the nukes. I shouldn't be in charge of the nukes. No one who plays video games should be in charge of the nukes. And his parents agree, and I think their solution was to like make him not able to play Minecraft anymore, which, listen, man, I understand he probably very much hated that, but uh, after everything that went down, I feel like that's a pretty fair choice. If you're so obsessed with a game that you actively want to fight a revolution to make the game more important, you should not be allowed to play the game anymore, because no game is ever worth that. That's nuts, man. You don't understand! I have to tear down everything, the entire society, for one reason. Valorant should be the main reason we exist. So, uh, whatever, his parents say that they're no longer going to be letting him play Minecraft, and they're going to be, like, forcing him to just, uh, get rid of video games altogether. Which I know some people in the comments are gonna be like, that's so unfair. I don't know, man. Once, once you light a fire in your front yard and start smacking people trying to put it out, I think, uh, it's probably time to maybe get away from the Xbox a bit. I'm not saying everybody should touch grass, but this guy definitely needs to touch grass, not digital grass. Uh, actually, if I put dirt next to grass, it'll grow grass over time. I have touched grass in Minecraft. Like, that, that doesn't count. Doesn't count. Real grass. But whatever. As soon as his parents say that he's not going to be allowed to play Minecraft anymore, he's not standing outside with them, but he had been, like, overhearing it from the upstairs window, I guess. They just hear screaming and, like, a bunch of things being broken and just thrown around. And next thing they know, they see his blinds fly open. And, like, in front of the blinds was this net. 
and the next thing that comes flying out of this window hits the net smashes the net off the window and comes flying is this dude's laptop bro i guess in his mind he's like if my mom and dad are going to not let me play minecraft then my uh laptop's gotta fly away I just want to know his logic there. Mom and dad said no more Minecraft, throwing my laptop at the crowd of people outside my window while they're all watching. And so the crowd gasps a bit because it's not every day someone just starts throwing expensive things out of their window. And I don't think a lot of them knew what it was at first, but it smacks the ground, it breaks, everyone gasps, and his parents are like, all right, we're not letting him play Minecraft, but go, we're going to go deal with this. And they start yelling at him, saying that, like, what are you doing? You're embarrassing us even more. It's a whole debacle, man. So so most of the crowd disperses because they're kind of realizing that like this kid's just going through it right now man he's gonna be destroying the house and what's nuts is there was a lot more noises before the laptop had gotten thrown out of the window of things breaking so maybe he just like picked up a rubber mallet or something and started going crash bandicoot mode where you just start spinning in circles but just smacking everything along the way and uh, after this situation, he like was still obsessed with Minecraft for a while. For the rest of that period, he pretty much avoided everybody in the neighborhood, though, and, and at school, unless they were like equally obsessed with whatever he was. But at this point, he's actually moved all of that obsession to a different thing to be into. This thing's way less revolutionarily causing. Now he's just like really into fishing, which is quite the jump. I mean, I guess you can fish in Minecraft or whatever, but I love how he went from like, I'm going to burn down everything to build a society on Minecraft to like literally a year later, just not really caring about it anymore and catching fish instead. It's just a very large 180. Nothing wrong with that. I'm glad he got a 180 getting off the video games, got him a more normal hobby than literally being obsessed with a game that hard where you'll light a fire in your front yard. But it's just funny, man. Even if he would have, like, hypothetically taken over and made a Minecraft society a year later, would he have just been like, man, I'm bored. And ended up sinking his own boat because he swore he could handle it based on Minecraft experience alone. Believe it or not, seafaring in Minecraft is not like seafaring in real life. I don't believe that I, uh... Have ever thought I'd have to explain that to anyone before. But either way, it's a pretty funny story time I think you guys are going to enjoy. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, let's hop right into it. Alright, so the person who sent this in to me lives near a pond, literally on a pond that's really large to the point where it's not bizarre for like 10, 15 people to be out there at any given time on boats and whatnot. Some people fishing, some people water skiing. It's a big pond. And him and his friends really liked to just go out on the boat that they had and like goof off because it was summertime and obviously if you lived on a pond and you had a boat you'd probably spend a lot of time on it. I don't know it seems like something that would be pretty enjoyable to me but whatever him and his friends were on this boat and they were just doing their thing and for the most part they never really paid attention to what everyone else around them was doing obviously they were paying attention if someone's like going too fast or their safety was going to be on the line but it wasn't like they were really paying attention to oh that guy's doing this and that's pretty weird da -da 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 -da. but as they were hanging out they kind of noticed that there's a kid trying to put this little boat into the pond like a plastic kayak type of thing, except he's really, really struggling with it. Like, you can just tell he's having himself a hard time. It's like it's the most complicated math equation the guy's ever seen. And uh, they weren't watching to make fun of him or anything. They just wanted to make sure that he was able to get on the boat safely and, like, enjoy himself. 
So they decided to go over and try to help him because, I don't know, they figured that if they were in his position, they'd like help. And obviously, I think that that's like the nice thing to do, especially because I feel like taking a boat out on a pond is something you want to make sure you do right. It really sucked to get halfway across the pond and then realize like, oh crap, I didn't do this correctly and I'm starting to sink. Oh no. But they go over to him and they're like, hey man, have you ever launched a boat before? Do you need some help? And the kid immediately just responds with pure hatred and anger in his voice. It was like Anakin on Mustafar, man. Just a very angry little elf. I don't need any help. I've done this plenty of times in Minecraft, so I think I know what I'm doing here. So you guys can just leave me alone. I don't know why you felt the need to come over and help. And in their minds, they're laughing at the fact that he said he had done this plenty of times in Minecraft, because he, so he knew what he was doing. Because even in Minecraft, you just put a boat down and it magically appears. There's not like some elaborate launching process. Not that launching a boat is elaborate. But to say that you've seen it in Minecraft so you know how it works, like what? You thought that you were just going to put the boat in the water and it was just going to magically just sit there? So whatever, they are not trying to make him mad, so they're not making fun of him, but they're like, well, that's not really how it works, you know? It's not the exact same as Minecraft, so maybe we can help you. And he's like, whatever, fine, give me a little bit of pointers, but just know that I don't need your help. I just want to hear your opinion on it to see how it is with my opinion. Which is so funny. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking people for advice or getting help for things. I think that's, like, pretty normal. If anything, it's the right way to do things because, like, if you get advice from a bunch of people and you put it all together and you take the mean of all that information, that's probably the best advice you're possibly gonna get. I don't understand why some people are, like, so against getting advice. No. Like, you know the stereotype of the dad that's just been driving for hours lost and he refuses to stop for directions? I just don't want to do that. I just don't want to drive for hours lost. I'm willing to ask for directions. But whatever, he says he doesn't need their help. He just wants to hear their opinion. So they kind of tell him that, like, he should put it here and uh, maybe hold it with one hand while he gets in so it doesn't, like, push away from him. And so he gets in and he's like, oh, thank you. Yeah, see, I, I knew how to do that, though. I didn't really need you guys. I would have done that in a minute. And what's really funny is that's not the way you do it in Minecraft because, you know, Minecraft is a block game. So when you get in a boat in Minecraft, you just kind of magically teleport into the boat. That's what's so funny about this to me is he's like, no, I learned it from Minecraft. But Minecraft is not a game that has any like animations or knowledge when it comes to really moving things. There's no physics in the game. There can just be floating islands. Water just appears sometimes floating in the sky. There are so many things wrong with Minecraft. I feel like this is probably the worst game you could possibly use to say it's like real life physics. Even then, video games in general is ridiculous, bro. Like, imagine you pull up to the skate park, you know? Oh, hey man, are you new? Do you need help? No, I've never ridden a skateboard before, but I've played a lot of Skate 3, okay? So trust me, I'm gonna do my thing. I've got a laser flip on lock. Like, it's just not gonna happen. Video games are video games, and being good at a video game is one thing, but it doesn't translate to the real version of that. Just because I've played CSGO doesn't mean that I want to be on a 5v5 Delta Force team trying to, like, go take out high-value targets. Yes, I've played Madden. I don't want to be on an NFL field. The last thing I want to do is be getting tackled by a 6'7 linebacker who weighs 297 pounds of pure muscle, 
and hasn't eaten just because he wanted to be angrier for the game. No, thank you. I can play the Madden version of that. It's okay. Whatever. He gets into the boat, and then he looks at them before they go away, and he's like, oh, how do you turn on the paddles? Because once again, in Minecraft, the paddles just kind of go. Your boat can get moving, and you're just pressing W. And I guess this guy just thought that somehow you turned on paddles. I don't think electricity and water mix, plus on top of that, if the paddles are just sitting on the side of the boat, what do you mean turn them on? Like, do you think we have some magnetic superpower that can just automatically make the oars start going? I don't think that's how it works. So they kind of look at him, and I don't know if they were giving him a look that he was stupid on purpose, but he asks it again and is like, don't give me that look. And so they kind of snap out of it, and they're like, you don't turn on the paddles, you just have to paddle. Like, you have to use your arms, and you have to paddle the boat. And the Minecraft kid looks at them like they're insane. Like, he has never heard of that. And he repeats it back to them, but with that, like, tone in his voice of, like, you're telling me that I have to? And he says, you're telling me that I have to be the one to paddle? Like, I have to use my arms to move the paddles? And they're like, yeah, unless you have an engine, that's how it works. And he looks at them, and he sees that their little boat has an engine, and he's like, well, what if you give me your engine? And they say, one, that's not gonna work because it's expensive and it's my engine and it's on my boat, so no, plus two, you're on a little, like, plastic kayak from Costco. It's cool, it'll be fine for rowing around the pond, but I just can't mount an engine to the back of it. Like, that's not really how boat engines work. And he throws a little bit of a fit saying that they should help him find an engine and get him one, which I've never understood strangers that do this, bro. Like, well, you should help me get... Well, I don't know you. Why would I help you get anything? Well, you should help me pick a car. It's like, why would I do that? I don't know you, man. Why would they go out of their way to get a stranger a boat engine just because you don't want to paddle? You just thought they were going to turn on. Anyways, they kind of show him how to paddle after they say no to that. And he's like reluctantly saying, fine, he's just going to go across the pond. And he starts paddling, and obviously he's not going very quickly because, like most things, the first time you do it, you're probably not going to be very good at it. Sure, some people are just good at things the first time they ever try it. Good for those people. But 99% of the time, when you're an absolute beginner at something, you're not going to be as great as someone that's done it a lot. So the boat's not moving very quickly. And they're kind of far away, like they went out of his, like, I don't know, direct vicinity, but they're still close enough to hear him. And they hear him just saying that it's so much easier in Minecraft and he doesn't like this server's rules. And you know you're too addicted to video games if you're just starting to talk about real life as if it's a server. Believe it or not, there's no other servers, bro. We have this one. Like, it's just Earth. There's no server where gravity is halved, alright? There's no server where uh, everyone in the world speaks Elvish. Like, it just doesn't happen. I don't understand how people get that idea. But whatever. He gets about 50 feet offshore, which is now it's too deep to stand or do anything. And he's just saying that, like, he doesn't want to do this anymore. And, uh, you know, that's great. I guess you can turn around, but I don't really know what just exclaiming I don't want to do it anymore while you're in the middle of the pond is going to do. 
the pond's just gonna start talking back to you the water's gonna form a mouth oh okay don't worry about it make a current to pull you back to shore that's not really how ponds work i didn't really grow up around ponds las vegas has less water than like mars that being said even i know that if you paddle out into the middle of a pond you kind of gotta paddle your own way back in just complaining very loudly about it is not going to give you percy jackson powers you're not going to be able to summon a wave and bring you back to the shoreline Anyways, he looks over at them, because they're probably the closest people that are out on this pond, and he's like, guys, I don't want to do this anymore. And they're kind of like, alright man, I don't really know what you would like me to do about it, just row back to the shore. And he looks at the shore and he's like, it's so far. And they're like, well you rowed out here, and he says, yeah, but it took me 25 minutes, it's gonna take me 30 minutes to get back, I don't want to do that. And they're kind of like, well, I don't know what to tell you, man. That kind of comes with the course with having a boat on the pond is however far you go from the shore, eventually you're going to have to go back to the shore. Did you think that there was just going to be a magical way to get back? And he's like, no, I don't know. I guess I just didn't really think about it. Oh, you mean to tell me that the Minecraft boating experience that you have didn't take into account getting back to the shore? You mean to tell me that a video game might not have been the best thing to base, uh, base this entire experience on? But whatever, they're kind of like talking back and forth with him and he keeps saying that he doesn't want to row back to shore and they keep telling him that the longer he sits there and says that he doesn't want to go back to shore, the longer he's going to be stuck out here because he's just wasting time that he could have spent rowing back. And uh, the boat that he's on is like a plastic kayak thing, and I don't know if this was designed this badly on purpose. I'm sure there's a reason for people that aren't idiots and don't want to sink their kayak, but there was like a rubber plug at the bottom of the boat. And so he says, well, if my boat starts sinking, you guys will have to come and help me. And they're like, no, we won't. And he decides to pull the plug on the bottom of the boat. And it starts filling with water, and like, I don't want anyone to think it's like someone turning on a fire hose and just spraying it through the floor of this plastic kayak. It's filling up with water, but it's going slowly. And as soon as water starts coming in, he starts panicking and starts trying to push the plug back in. But the flow of the water is enough where like, it's not super easy to push the plug back in. Plus, he's panicking, so he's just yelling. He's like, my boat's gonna sink, my boat's gonna sink, come help me. And the subscriber and his friend are on their boat watching this like, I can't believe this person is actually this dumb. You ever just see someone do something and you're so confused as to why they thought it ever would have been a good idea? That's what's happening here. Like, someone's on a perfectly functional boat, there's something that they can pull out to make it sink. You think they would be like, I'm not touching that for any reason. Anyways, this guy decides to pull it. And the water is deep enough where like, okay, I guess it would be hard for this kid to touch the bottom probably five six feet deep but it shallows out pretty quick so he would have been fine if he swam like 10 feet towards shore and he's panicking saying he needs help and they're like dude just start using your paddle before it fills up with water all the way to go to the shore to where you can stand and then when it sinks just walk it in because you're gonna have to like drag it on the bottom because it's gonna sink or get to shore and then he says arguably the dumbest thing anyone could say while on a boat which is i don't know how to swim Listen, I'm not saying that you have to know how to swim to use a boat, but it'd be really dumb to not know how to swim and use a boat, especially because dude doesn't have a life jacket on. Like, if you can't swim, you don't swim very well, whatever. You're more than welcome to use a boat, but you should definitely have a life jacket on, because what if the boat sinks? What if you fall overboard? There's many things that could happen. Why would you decide to go out by yourself without a life jacket if you can't swim, and then pull the plug on the bottom of your boat? 
Yes, it's not Minecraft. You don't actually magically know how to swim with armor on, okay? That's not realistic, dude. And at that point, the subscriber and his friend are like, oh my god, we're gonna have to intervene and save this idiot because they can't watch him just sink. And at this point, the boat is starting to kind of get to that point where water's about to start coming over the lips. And as soon as it comes over the lip of the boat, it's over. Like, it's just gonna fill up with water really quick. So they start going over there. And they're going slow because they don't want to hit him or overshoot him with the engine or anything. And this kid is full-on freaking out. He's like, I should have never gotten on this boat. This was a horrible idea. Why did you guys let me do this? And they're like, we didn't let you do anything, man. You ignored our advice. And also, we assumed that you were able to swim or would have a life jacket. Like, why would we assume that someone would be dumb enough to do this? And anyways, he's just screaming that he's gonna drown and help him. And everyone on the pond is staring now. Like I said, it was like 10, 15 people pretty far away. But they're looking and they get over to him and they throw him like this little life preserver circle thing on a rope. And he gets on it and he's like talking about how... It's all their fault that his kayak sank and they should have given him more advice, blah, 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 blah. And listen, they did give you advice and you ignored it because apparently Minecraft was going to make you some sort of naval expert. You were going to be out there sailing the seven seas, discovering new continents out on this pond or something. Like, it's not their fault at all. Also, they just saved you. You're the idiot that decided to take a boat out on the pond, purposely sink it when you don't know how to swim. They come over, throw you a life preserver, and are like pulling you onto their boat and you're gonna start yelling that it's their fault? I don't know, man. Even if it was their fault, I feel like you might want to keep your mouth shut because they're doing the whole saving your life thing. Seriously, though, I feel like this guy's parents are also kind of dumb for buying a boat when they live on a pond for a kid that doesn't know how to swim. Like, if all of a sudden my kid's showing a massive interest in boats and we live on a pond and he can't swim, I would say, all right, if you want a boat, we can make that happen, get you a little plastic kayak, but you gotta learn how to swim. You gotta do that first. Sorry, it kind of comes with the territory. If you're obsessed with boats, you've got to do the bare minimum and learn how to swim just in case. His parents were like, oh, why do you want a boat? Minecraft. Oh, do you know how to swim? Also Minecraft? Yeah, sure, why not? I guess we'll get you a boat. We got an insurance policy on you. And at that point, everyone who had been staring at the pond starts to come over and they're like, what happened? And he's trying to make it sound like it was some crazy accident. And uh, he starts telling all the people asking what happened, that he had some freak accident on his kayak and he was an expert at driving the boat, but he doesn't know what happened. And the people that saved him, the subscriber and his friend are like, that's not what happened. You pulled the plug on the bottom of your kayak and started freaking out. And instead of getting closer to shore or getting it to shore, you just panicked until it sank. And at that point, it had fully sank. I don't know what the construction of it was, but once the water got over the lips, bottom of the pond, six feet down there, which, listen, uh, I'm not saying it's unrecoverable. Definitely someone would get it out at some point. But it's not something that anyone's going to be hyped to do, I'm guessing. And he starts instantly demanding that because it's somehow their fault for sinking the boat that they go get it. And even the people that had come up and asked what happened are like, dude, no, that's not how that works. If you sink your boat, it's your responsibility to get it back up. It's not on the people that save you to go get it. And it's not their fault that you pulled the plug on your boat, man. And he's like, I didn't pull the plug on the boat. And then they're asking him, well, then how did the plug get pulled? And he's like, the water pushed it in. And a bunch of them are like, yeah, the odds of that happening are slim to none. I have a plastic kayak and that's never happened to me. So you're telling me that magically your kayak just somehow miraculously sank itself. 
And he's like, yes, basically. And so everyone's kind of making fun of him. And so his response to being made fun of a little bit is to scream out that he's never going to use a boat again. Which, listen, I don't know why people do this when, like, strangers are kind of making fun of you or saying you were dumb. They also don't care if you ever use a boat again. Like, if a stranger's just giving you a hard time because you did something stupid at a concert and you're like, I'm never going to a concert again, they don't care. They literally don't know you, you know? Like, why would they care if you decide, I'm never going to use a boat again? But whatever, a few of them are like, I'm never gonna use a boat again, which makes him even angrier, and he starts yelling at the subscriber and his friend to take him into shore now. Anyways, they keep getting closer and closer to shore, and he's like, how deep is it? How deep is it? How deep is it? And when they say it's three feet deep, he jumps off and, like, starts doggy paddling, and they're kind of watching him attempt to doggy paddle, and he's almost not moving, that's how slow he's going. And so his friend, kind of like trying to be merciful, goes, you know you can stand, just because he didn't know if he realized he could stand and walk in and stop doggy paddling. And he stands and he's like, yeah, I know, I just wanted to show you guys that I can swim. Uh, what he had shown is he couldn't swim, and on top of it, so you lied about not being able to swim and saying that you were gonna drown? Like, uh, okay, I mean, I guess, but that's kind of weird. You just love to go out on the pond, purposely sink your boat, and freak out and pretend to drown just to make sure people on the pond can safely rescue each other. Whatever, he ends up, like, walking into shore, and they're just ignoring him at this point. But what they were expecting is that when he got to shore, he would at least be like, thank you, you know, maybe a little bit of gratitude for the fact that they had come and saved him. And he doesn't say thank you at all. Instead, when he gets to the shore, he turns around and he's like, I expect you guys to get my boat back. Da, 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 da. you guys better go get it for me since it's your fault blah 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 you'll be sorry and they're like yeah okay man we're not getting it just so you know we're definitely not gonna do that so if you're gonna make us be sorry or whatever prepare to do that because we're not gonna do it for you they probably could have but now especially because he was being so bossy about it it's like and eh, we're just not gonna help you it pays to just be nice to people because they're a lot more likely to just help you out there's no reason to just like i don't know demand things from people that had just gone out of their way to help you Especially in this situation, apparently you lied about not being able to swim, so they came and saved someone they thought was drowning. And now you're also going to be demanding of them, like these good Samaritans. This is the equivalent of when people, like, sue the lifeguard that saves their life or something. Whatever, the subscriber and his friend end up going back to his friend's house. They park the boat on the pond, because he also lived on the pond, and uh, they go inside. And about an hour later, there's a knock on the door, and they open it, and they can just kind of tell it's Minecraft Kid's parents, just by the way they're standing there. And they're like, can you just tell us what happened? And so they say, all right, we had seen him. We walked over and said, hey, do you want some help? He said he knew how to do it. He didn't need us. So we left him alone, and he got about 50 feet away from shore, said he didn't want to do it anymore, and pulled the plug on his boat, and then said he couldn't swim. And his parents kind of put their uh, heads in their hand, like just, ugh. And they're like, I'm really sorry. We understand that you guys didn't make him sink the boat. He was not supposed to go out and use it specifically because he can't swim and had never done it before. He was supposed to wait for us. So we're really sorry. We're really, really sorry. Thank you so much for helping him. And they're like, no problem. But he kept saying that he was an expert. And before they could even finish the sentence, the parents went because of Minecraft, which means he's got to be doing this for everything. You know, they're probably watching like Alone on Netflix, Survivor Man. Yeah, this is fine but he's messing up by not punching the wood and just building a cabin instead. His parents are like, you know that's not real, right? 
Mom, you silly little goose. If Minecraft wasn't real, why would it be one of the best-selling games of all time? You think people will pay that much money for something that's not realistic? Nice try. And so they asked them, like, well, what's the best way to get the boat back? Is it worth getting it back? And they were like, well, we can do it for you because they knew that the parents were nice now and they were like, we'd really appreciate that. And they asked how much and they said, no, don't worry about it. We can just get it. And they were like, all right, that's awesome. And so they went back out and they decided to go get it. And they put on their mask and because it was plastic and like not necessarily super full of water, it was pretty easy to get up and out and onto the bigger boat and they bring it into shore and they give it to the Minecraft kids parents and they're just super grateful. They're like, thank you so much. And they hand them a $50 bill and before they can even say anything, they just like took it and walked inside or into their little garage area. And, uh, you know, even though they had said they didn't want any money, it's not like they were going to turn it down at that point. When someone puts money in your hand and just walks away, I feel like at that point you're just allowed to keep it and it's not like they were holding it hostage give me $50 or I sink it again like hey man all right they'll take 50 bucks to go do something and on top of it they did have to deal with the Minecraft kid so a little bit of payment was understandable they did see him out there eventually again this time with a life jacket on but whenever anyone else would come out and start being on the pond he would immediately get off the pond not because anyone would give him a hard time or anything but probably just because he was embarrassed Especially because he got way better at it, like they would see him going pretty quick while he was rowing, so he probably realized like, oh, I was really, really overdramatic and just didn't have to do all that. So whenever somebody else would go out there, he would just go back and, uh, you know, no one told him to do that. They would have been fine. No one really would have given him a hard time, but he must have just been embarrassed, and I, I can't blame him. It would be pretty embarrassing to be in this situation. Alright, so the person who ended up sending this in to me was at a family reunion that was going to be going on for a week and it was down by a lake that was pretty close to where a lot of his family lived you know and he had a really really big family his grandparents had had a bunch of kids and you know if you have a bunch of aunts and uncles if they have some kids it can get pretty large and it's old enough where some of his cousins have kids so we're talking an absolutely massive family but somehow by just like terrible odds there was only one cousin that was directly his age you know and it happened that they would get paired up for everything oh your cousin your cousin your cousin and while usually that would be cool it just so happened that this guy's cousin was one of those kids that could like technically be a vampire you know if you really wanted to rate him as far as somebody who never ever wanted to go outside and like was almost terrified of sunlight because uh they just spent so much time just never interacting with anything that could be his cousin Literally, it was like the guy had, you know, put morphine on his screen at some point and become addicted. He never wanted to go outside. He just always had to be on his phone, his iPad, you know, a gaming console. Something had to be in front of his face. And I'm not talking about just liking to be on your phone because there's nothing going on, you know, but like to the point that they were at a lake house and he couldn't get this dude off of his iPad to go outside and like throw rocks in a lake, you know, to give you guys an idea of how addicted this dude's cousin was to like technology and electronics. So, you know, being at a lake for a week. It wasn't a situation where, like, the cabin the kids were at had power. The main house where all the adults were staying had, you know, the full shebang, TV, power, water, all that stuff. But they had a couple guest cabins that were just more like a cabin. And so they had put the kids in the cabin, and it just so happened that this guy had become so upset at the idea of having to spend a week without electricity and being able to game that he had bought a generator, or should I say made his parents buy him a generator, and then also forced them to sign up for, like, 
like satellite internet for the week that they were going to be there so that way he wouldn't have to miss out on anything and I mean listen man I love me some technology it's literally my job I play more video games than any grown adult should that being said I'm not out here like oh we're going camping I need a generator and satellite internet in the area otherwise I'm not going at that point in my opinion that's like basically heroin addiction levels of being addicted to the internet no mom you don't understand you call them up and you get a trial for their satellite internet otherwise I'm not going Going to the family reunion like seriously dude you're really out here with a generator running 24 7 at a cabin because you just have to play Xbox regardless the game that he was into at this time just happened to be Minecraft you know the addiction would rotate it would change from time to time and I'm not blaming the game at all I don't think Minecraft makes you go out and hit your cousin with an oar from a boat it just so happened that this dude's cousin was nuts and it happened to be Minecraft at this particular time when like you know he was uh, going crazy and what I don't understand about this is like, all right, bringing a generator is pretty addicted. But bringing a generator to play Minecraft makes even less sense to me because like, isn't outside basically just real Minecraft? 99% of people playing Minecraft would agree with me and be like, yeah, okay, sure, it's a video game. But as far as like walking outside and being able to be in nature near a lake, it's literally outdoors. You don't have to play it virtually. You know, he's literally just out here like, oh man, I built this awesome lake house in Minecraft, looks to his left, sees a real lake house. I love playing Minecraft. Like he was literally so into playing Minecraft, he didn't realize he had the real version outside, you know? There's certain games I don't want to play the real version of. I'm not really trying to play real-life CSGO. No, thank you. Real-life Grand Theft Auto? Absolutely not. Don't put me on the list. But yeah, like a nice little peaceful retreat where I can walk around nature and just like uh, look at stuff like Minecraft, you know? The only difference is there's no zombies trying to kill me at night. I'll take that. Somebody needed to let this guy know in some nerd terms what was going on. Hey, bro, the latest patch notes said that, uh, you know, you, you were transported and this week it's IRL stuff. Like, you just got to try to, like, talk to him in a way that he might understand. Because I feel like walking up to him and being like, you do know the outdoors has the same freedom you're playing in the game. Yeah, I don't think that's going to land. Anyways, I can rant all day about how dumb it is to be, like, doing this, but obviously this dude was so addicted to games, he brought a generator camping, so, you know, no amount of my ranting's gonna change that. And everybody that was in the cabin with them was getting really annoyed, because if you've ever been around a generator, those things aren't necessarily quiet, so there's, like, this constant hum in the background, everybody's kind of irritated, but whenever anybody says anything to him about the generator, he's just like, shut up, I need it, you know, he's just immensely defensive of the generator, you would think it was like something that he actually needed he hasn't drinking water in 13 days someone walks out with a thing of Dasani he's like give me it that was the way he was treating this generator and as much as this kid's lame for bringing the generator I do really gotta question the parents for a second because like why did y'all buy him a generator to bring camping you didn't have to do that you know call me crazy but if I ever asked my parents to buy me a generator before we went camping they would have looked at me and been like haha that's funny no like, it is a little bit on them for letting him bring his Xbox and run a generator 24-7. Anyways, I digress. You guys get the point. This guy's got some issues. It all culminates in a day, though, where they were going to have a family kayak race. The week had been awesome, but, you know, the grandparents had kind of organized this thing where on the last day of the family reunion, everyone was going to get together, have a little bit of a competition, race some kayaks. Wow, oh, wow, doesn't that just sound like an absolutely fantastic time? 
The only catch was, you know, they were two-person kayaks, which meant that he was obviously going to have to be teamed up with Minecraft Cousin. And, you know, there was a little bit of a prize on the line. The winning team was going to get $500 from the grandparents. So, obviously, the subscriber wanted to win because who doesn't want $250? And while everything else that week had just been absolutely blown off and ignored by the Minecraft kid as stupid, not worth his time because it was time he wasn't gaming, the idea of $250 made him perk up a little bit, you know? He was like, hey, that's a lot of DLC that I can buy, you know? I can buy a hefty amount of video games with $250. So uh, when they were talking about this kayak race that was going to be upcoming, instead of sneering and being like, ew, outside, no thank you. He's not necessarily super opposed to the idea, so they get back to the cabin, and obviously they're talking a little bit because they knew they were going to be paired up in the kayak. And you would think that, you know, Gamer Cousin would be, like, a little bit gracious to his teammate that is going to be, like, pretty important in the kayak race because he's actually driven a kayak before. But instead, when they get back to the cabin, you know, Minecraft Cousin is like, you are not allowed to hold me back when we're doing this kayak race, okay? Like, there's a lot of money on the line, so you shouldn't mess around and hold me back at all. Keep in mind, this dude literally had not been outside at all this week. The subscriber literally has no idea what this dude's referring to, because there's no way he's going to be holding him back. The person who sent this in to me literally, like, has a one-person kayak that's just their kayak because they like to do it, and here they are getting yelled at by Minecraft Kid to, like, not, you know, slow them down. And so he doesn't really respond, so Minecraft Cousin continues. I tend to pick up on stuff really quick, alright? So you need to keep up your performance, because I'm going to get it down pretty quick, and I don't want to be held back by someone who's an amateur and not very good at picking up on new things. And obviously, he's insanely insulted because he's like, dude, what are you talking about? You know, if it was a Minecraft competition, maybe the ego would make sense. But you don't do the whole outside thing, so maybe quit pretending like you're going to be a god at it. But he's managing to bite his tongue because before they had come to the lake house, his mom had given him this whole talk about how he needed to be nice to his cousin because he's family and that's what family does. And, you know, she had said that, I guess, like, he didn't have a, a crap ton of friends at school, you know. Nobody bullied him or anything. Anything. He just wasn't very popular. And I mean, gee, I wonder why. You know, there's nothing wrong with being a gamer at all. I'm not insinuating that Minecraft or playing video games makes you unpopular. I don't think that's true. I feel like, if anything, everybody just plays video games these days. You'd be more weird to me if you never played a video game than if you gamed a lot. I'm talking about the fact that, like, he just immediately started screaming at his cousin to not hold him back without even asking him if he had any experience when he definitely has no experience driving a car. I feel like that attitude maybe won't get you a ton of friends, you know? Could you imagine this guy playing dodgeball? He's definitely never played it before, but when they're picking teams, he's like, Listen, you morons, if you're gonna be on my team, you need to protect me, okay? I'm not getting hit in the face with the ball so you idiots can have a good time. Chances are he's getting picked last. It just is what it is, you know? I, I can't really blame anyone for not wanting him on the team at that point. Regardless, he's thinking about his mom's speech to him, so he manages to hold his tongue while he's going off about how he doesn't want to be held back by his cousin on the kayak. And so his response is like, all right, well, there's a two-person kayak out there, so how about we go practice, you know, we can, like, maybe learn if we're a good team or not, and if we're not a good team, we don't have to race together. And he thinks this is brilliant because he's like, awesome, maybe if, you know, it doesn't work out, he'll just get mad at me and do it on his own and I won't have to deal with this. So he goes down the lake and he's waiting for his cousin and he's waiting for an insanely long amount of time. You know, he figured it would just take a little bit for his cousin to change and come on down. And finally he comes down 
but he's just covered in head-to-toe sun protection, man. An old grandma hat looking like he's about to go scuba diving more than just drive a kayak. And listen, you know, sunburns hurt. I'm not here to make fun of anybody. That's fair enough, but it did look a little bit like he might have been challenging the sun to a 1v1. Or maybe, like, the reason he was so stressed out is he had borrowed money from the sun and now he was trying to hide from it and, like, changes his identity a little bit. Regardless, it, it, you guys get an idea of the outfit. It just wasn't very conductive to physically physical activity. Like, hey, I'm all for protecting yourself from the sun. I'm not going to make fun of him from that. But yeah, it's like 80 layers of clothing probably isn't going to make kayaking and rowing very easy on you. And so whatever, he comes down and he's looking at his cousin and he's not even saying anything. And the subscriber's like, hey man, I'm just going to let you know that rowing is kind of a lot of moving in your arms. So I understand you want to be protected from the sun, but maybe just wear like one long sleeve t-shirt. So that way the sun isn't, you know, burning you or anything, but you're not being restricted by your clothing. Which to me is pretty fair. And even then, like if I'm on a kayak in water, I don't need more than just one shirt on. You know, at least I, I hope not. Like... Listen, if I'm going to be in the water so long that one long sleeve shirt isn't enough, I'm not very good at the whole kayaking thing. I should be doing a better job of staying in the boat. But whatever, he just says that to his cousin and it's honest advice. And his cousin rolls his eyes and is like, oh my god, my parents said the same thing when they saw me walking down here. Doesn't anyone know anything about fashion in this family? I'm not here to be good at rowing. I'm here to look good while I do it. And the subscriber is kind of confused because the outfit, like I said, did look like he was trying to roleplay as like a ghost or an old woman, you know? So I don't know what fashion he was referring to, but once again, just had to jump straight to insulting him. So he just drops it. He's like, you know what? Forget it. Forget I mentioned it. Don't worry about it. I, I don't know anything about fashion. You are totally right. My fashion expertise is just an, at an absolute zero. How dare I question the great illustrious Minecraft god that is wearing a hat from the 12th century out here. So whatever, they go and they're uh, setting up the two-person kayak and of course he has to drag it totally onto the land for his cousin to get in and then drag it back into the water because he didn't want to get anything on the lower part of his body wet. Those were his words. Which to me is like you could just say I don't want to get my shoes wet. You know, once again, if you're getting into a kayak and like like, you're getting all of the lower part of your body wet. You're doing something wrong about getting into the kayak. Whatever, they get into it and they start to paddle. And the subscriber, you know, isn't expecting a whole lot from his cousin, but figured that he would at least know how to row if he was being so confident about it, you know? Like, if you're going to come at your cousin and be like, you're a moron, don't hold me back. You better at least know how to row a boat. You would think that would be the bare minimum. But as they start to get going, he's in the front of the boat and the subscriber's like, man, we're going pretty slow. This is way harder than it should be. Anytime I've been on a two-person kayak, it hasn't been this hard to paddle the boat. Like, it almost feels like something's dragging me down. And so he looks back, and his cousin isn't doing anything. He's just kind of making eye contact with him, just holding the paddle, staring at him. And obviously, you know, the whole two-person kayak thing, the intention is that both people paddle. Otherwise, yeah, the person in the front's going to have a very hard time because they're just kind of dragging the person. It's doable. You're going to move in the water, but that's not the way you're supposed to do it. And especially if you're practicing for a race, getting it done quickly is kind of one of the more important things you got to do, right? Like if you're in a race and you're just going half the speed you could be, you're just automatically going to lose. Even if grandma and grandpa themselves are racing, if they're both 
both paddling, they're probably going to beat the team where only one person's doing any work. So he looks at his cousin and he's like, hey man, can you please paddle? Like, what are you doing back there? You know, you're supposed to help me out. It's it's a team thing. I need a little bit of help. And his cousin looks at him and dead seriously goes, yeah, man, I'll help. I'll help. Fine, fine, fine. But what button do I need to press to get it going? You know, nobody taught me the tutorial for this. And the subscriber is like waiting for him to laugh and be like, nah, I'm kidding. But he's dead serious and he has no clue what to say because how do you reply to that? So he says it again. He's like, dude, what do I need to press to get this going? Like, come on, I've never done this before. You need to tell me the controls. And the subscriber has no idea what to say because he's like, buttons, controls, what? I'm not sure of the controls. How do I make it move? His cousin is now just kind of yelling at him now. And so it takes him a little bit. And finally, the subscriber is like, I guess I will tell him how to move his arms to row the boat. I don't know if that's what he's talking about by the controls or what. But like, he's starting to think that his cousin might actually think for some reason that if you're in a kayak, there's like a button you press to make it row automatically, which is just not how like, manual boats work you, if you have an oar chances are there's not a button to press to make it go so obviously there's just kind of this awkward moment where his cousin is like you need to tell me how the controls work and the subscribers just kind of staring at him because how do you even reply to that you know he has no clue what to say so he goes through with the thought that he's having in his brain to tell him how to move his arms and so he's explaining to him how to take his arms and move an oar and he's as he's doing this like I don't even know how to explain this because I've never had to explain something like that, you know? So he's like, okay, you take your right arm and you raise it and you push it forward and then you dip it down and pull it back. Like he's literally explaining how to move an oar. And so his cousin's looking at him very intently and finally he finishes his explanation of how to row a boat and his cousin looks and thinks for about 15 seconds, you know, just sitting there. And he goes, yeah, I don't really do the whole physical activity thing, you know. Um, I didn't realize that that's what this was. I thought there was going to be an easier way to do this or like a system where I just kind of press something. So uh, I obviously still want to win the money. Like, I'm still interested in that because, of course, he was still interested in that. You know, wouldn't it be great if you don't have to do any physical activity and get the money? He's like, we were moving, so why don't you just row and we'll do it that way? And at that point, the subscriber's getting fed up because all of this is ridiculous. He's being rude. He's telling him not to hold him back. But now he just has to literally tow this dude in a race. Like, if we're talking about holding each other back... I feel like dead waiting and just asking the person to literally do all the work is the definition of holding them back. So he's kind of getting heated and he's like, no, there's no way that we're going to win this race if I'm dragging both of us in the kayak. That's going to slow us down so much. There's literally no way that that's going to work. If you want to win the money, then you have to figure out how to row or, or figure out something because there's no way me just doing all the work while you sit here is going to win. And his cousin is flabbergasted and angry at that, which is just a matter of fact. It's not even being rude. It's just reality. And he's like, well, why not? Are you not strong enough to carry me in the kayak? Like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you have the ability to do that? If I've never done this before, you should be able to do it for the both of us. And at that point, he snaps. He's like, 
like, because it's for two people. Two. It's a two-person kayak. It's not a one person does all the work and the other person sits kayak. It's not for one person and a deadweight loser. That's what this team is starting to look like, but I'm not thinking that that's what it was designed for. And obviously, it's the first time all week he snapped at his cousin. And overall, deadweight loser is a pretty tame insult compared to everything that's gone down, right? But I guess it's enough to absolutely set off the Minecraft kid, because the next thing that the subscriber remembers is his cousin lifting his paddle out of the water and taking it and smacking him in the head, which, you know, definitely did not feel too good. Even if it's not from somebody that's got a whole ton of strength, I'm assuming that getting smacked in the head with an oar is definitely not too good or not too great for your brain. I've never been smacked in the head with an oar, so I'm not too sure if I can like verifiably sign off on that statement. Maybe it doesn't hurt, but I'm going to think that it hurts, especially because the person described their head afterwards as ringing. Like he got smacked in the head with an oar and his head's ringing. He really couldn't think clearly, like his vision was a little blurry. And listen, kayak oars aren't like a canoe it's not some giant wooden paddle but if you're not expecting it getting smacked in the head by anything doesn't feel too good so at that point he's pissed off he's angry and so he lifts up his paddle and he turns around and he smacks his cousin not in the head but right in the chest with his paddle and he pushes him out of the boat basically and obviously it was pretty funny you know he kind of smacks him hard and he falling out of the kayak and he's like whoa you know he kind of freaks out a bit and this guy's head is still ringing because he just got smacked in the head so he, after his cousin falls out of the boat he paddles away a little bit just to make sure that his cousin doesn't you know flip the boat or grab the paddle and smack him again and they were only about 10 feet away from shore you know it had been just him paddling while his cousin sit there and did nothing so it's not like they had done a whole lot of work to get across this boat body of water right and so they're only about 10 feet from shore so his cousin's not in danger or anything like you know that's not like he's gonna drown he literally can walk back to shore he can stand and so he gets a little bit away and he turns around the kayak and he's looking at his cousin and his cousin's standing up at that point and he does like a motion that I can only say is replicatable by like Avatar and the airbender you know when he's just kind of moving his arms around to like send a blast of air at somebody his cousin's doing that and he goes you're lucky I don't feel like ending you right now which to me is just a great threat bro like oh okay Avatar what are you gonna send a blast of air at me you just smacked me in the head with an oar and then I'm still trucking I feel like you're whatever Jedi jujitsu you're doing over here is not that scary anymore. You're lucky I don't feel like ending you. That's big talk from somebody that just got smacked out of a kayak, alright? You know, like, if you had any real kung fu ability, you probably would have blocked the oar coming. Especially after you just smack somebody with an oar. Like, in my mind, if I hit someone with an oar, I'm like, they're gonna hit me with their oar. That's just the next common step. If you didn't see that coming, there's no way you're good at the whole combat thing. Anyways, his cousin storms out of the lake. He makes like the 10 feet walk over to the shore and he just starts running up into the house and he probably says something like, he attacked me because his family comes out and as he's parking the kayak, he's pissed off at him. They're all like, what's wrong with you? Why would you attack our son? You know, you had no reason to do that. So obviously he had told them a story that wasn't really what happened. And he's had enough. He's been nice to this dude all week. He's been taking his crap. And he's like, listen, I didn't do anything wrong. Your kid hit me with a paddle. So I smacked him back. You know, that's what happened. And they're like, no, he would never. And he goes, yeah, no, he actually would. The reason your kid's not popular is because he sucks. And he says that to this kid's mom. 
And his cousin's mom is like, apologize right now. And the subscriber stays strong. He's like, no, I'm not apologizing. I'm not going to apologize. I don't feel sorry about what I said. And I'm not racing kayaks if I have to have him on my team because he literally does not know how to use an oar. Like, he does not know how to do that. He has spent so much time playing video games that he literally asked me what the controls are. And listen, obviously, you know, the cousin is at fault. It's on him. But at the same time, dude, if you're kid is playing video games to the point that like moving his arms is a confusing concept you're probably not doing very good at the whole parenting thing like that's a level of terminally online i did not know existed either way the family was mad that he wouldn't like you know just get over it and still do the kayak race with his cousin which i'm not really mad at him for that dude if you smack me in the head with an oar i'm not doing a competition where i have to do all the work to make us win like honestly we all know this kayak race he's literally gonna have to drag his cousin the entirety of the way after he got smacked in the head and probably has a concussion no thanks And his family literally prevents him from participating in the kayak race because they were so mad at him, you know? They were like, there was no drama this week and you brought up drama, they're mad at him as if, you know, it's his fault for getting smacked in the head with an oar and not being happy about it. Anyways, I guess the moral of the story is don't let people smack you in the face with an oar, you know? It's okay to get angry if people do that and if the people around you are like, no, you're not allowed to join our kayak race if you're not gonna let us hit you in the head with an oar then uh, it's okay not to participate. I know that's a very specific moral. Hopefully this never is anything that you have to uh, use this lesson for. But hey, now you know if you're ever involved in an evil kayak race that they uh, you can always just not do it. Also, moral of the story, maybe go outside Minecraft, dude. If you're so angry at your cousin over like 12 seconds of him trying to nicely explain to you how to use an oar, that you smack him in the head with the ore, you might need to go get a little bit more life experience. You know, I understand Minecraft is great, but your cousin isn't a Minecraft pig that you just fed a carrot so now you can feed it to yourself with meat. Like, truthfully, in Minecraft, you can just smack anything with a stick, right? Real life is not like that. You can't smack your cousin in the head with an oar just because you don't like what he did. It also doesn't make sense to me that he got in trouble for it. You can't join the kayak race because you got hit in the head with an oar. Like, how is that his fault, you know? Shouldn't that be a little bit more on the person swinging the oar around than the person whose head was in the way of the oar? Regardless, uh, you know, I guess that's just the way the ball bounces sometimes. Sometimes you don't get to join the kayak race. And overall, if that's your punishment, okay. You know, everything was fine until I didn't get to join the 2021 kayak race. That disappointment crushed me and I will never recover. Like, hopefully that's not the case, dude. Hopefully you bounce back fine from not being allowed in the family kayak race. Well, uh, if you're excited, press the like button. And without further ado, let's go. So, uh, somehow I let some friends convince me to go to, like, a friend of a friend's house for a party, and I didn't know this guy at all, I didn't know any of his friends, so I didn't know a majority of people at the party, I knew the group that I came with, but beyond that, I really had no clue who anyone was. And, uh, for the most part, I just kind of love in situations like that to just sit back and just watch how people interact. I'm pretty go with the flow. I don't really need a whole lot to be going on to be content. So, for the most part, whenever I meet a group of new people, I'll just kind of, uh, sit back and watch how the group interacts before I'll really, like, let my personality out, I guess. You know what I'm saying, I don't know, I feel like most people, it's not shyness, but you're just not exactly comfortable with a bunch of people that you just met, I don't think it's that weird. 
Either way, one of the people that was really good friends with the host of the party, who I didn't know, but I really didn't know this guy, wasn't even a friend of a friend, in the middle of the party says that they needed to go and get some more stuff from the store. And he said he was going to need help going, so he asked if anyone would want to go, and no one volunteered. It's not a very popular person, or a popular situation, to leave the party in the middle of it to go get stuff. So, since no one was volunteering, I just decided to volunteer. Why not? If he needs help getting stuff, whatever, and maybe he'll be a cool dude, who knows. So I say I'll go, he says good, we hop in the car and start driving, and within the first, like, four minutes of driving, I already regret ever getting in the car in the first place. He starts telling me that he loves a good adventure and all he cares about is adventure, which is fine. He kind of sounds like the old man from Up. Adventure is out there, but to each their own. But what really starts concerning me is he kind of starts equating adventure with just general disregard for safety. Like, he starts bragging that whatever the speed limit is, he always goes double it. And I'm not saying I always drive the speed limit. But if the speed limit's 80 and you take it as a challenge to go 160, that's pretty crazy. And that's when I also realized we were doing about, like, 70 miles per hour in a 35. And so I kind of start gripping the car door in an uncomfortable way because I'm just not very cool with this. I wouldn't be cool with this if I knew this dude, but I don't know this dude. And so I tell him, like, yay, can you not drive like that? I don't really like speeding that fast. I'm good. And he's just going off about how some people aren't built for adventure and he understands and starts to slow down. And I'm fine with him thinking that I'm not built for adventure if it means that I don't have to be, like, going double the speed limit with a stranger. I don't know if this guy is good enough to be able to control his car at 70 in a 35 mile per hour zone, and even if he is, it's just unsafe. I feel like 5-6 miles per hour over the speed limit, golden, that's like the golden zone. You're going uh, 40 in a 20, Woo, that's, a little, that's a little irresponsible I would say. Either way, we pull up to this like gas station place, and he the entire time we're pulling up after that situation is kind of talking about how... Some of his favorite things to do is to, like, go to places that have no trespassing signs and just try to sneak around until he gets caught. Just being a very sketchy dude. And I don't know if he thought he was going to impress me, like I was going to be sitting there thinking to myself, wow, this guy is so cool. This guy is so awesome. I'm, I'm so cool with everything he's telling me. This makes me just feel so much safer. But he's just kind of talking to me about how he just does some weird hobbies for in the name of adventure. And I don't really think he understood what adventure is supposed to mean. In my mind, an adventure would be like going to the Amazon rainforest and exploring a part that no one's ever been to before. Traveling to a country with nothing on your back but uh, the, the clothes you have. And a roll of toilet paper just in case you get diarrhea. Something... I feel like just going out of your way to drive really unsafe and then sneaking around places where you could go to jail if you get caught are not very adventurous things. It's more stupid. I would throw it up into the category of stupid. I think there's a huge overlap there because some adventurous stuff is stupid, but this is just purely stupid, not even like a 3% adventure rating. Whatever, we go inside to get drinks and like it takes us probably a minute to pick out what we want and we head up to the register and I smile at the lady behind the counter, like the, the high smile, you know, like, hey, like, the, oh, what's going on? And she responds to the smile by saying, how is your guys' night going? Very standard opening conversation. I'm only describing it in detail so you can understand why this dude's response was so just weird, man. 
She says, how's your night? And before I can even say, good, how's yours? This guy has snapped at her and just been like, it's none of your business. Why are you asking? And me and the lady are just kind of standing there waiting for him to like laugh, smile, say he's kidding or whatever. I, I genuinely thought he was. And then we both kind of have this realization of that was just actually his response to a very normal question from a worker at a place you're about to buy something from. Hey, how are you doing? None of your business, why are you asking? Because you're about to buy something from me. That's why I'm asking. I, I was just trying to be polite. Anyways, once I realize he's serious, I just kind of look at him and just, this was my response was like, that was pretty weird. That was literally the only thing I could think, and I can't blame him for not liking being told that what he did was really weird, but it was really weird. It wasn't cool, it was just rude. I, I didn't even know what to say, so the only thing that came out of my mouth was that was really weird. And he gets insulted and starts going off on me in front of the lady about how I've been lame the entire time ever since I got in the car. I don't want him to speed. He uh, can't talk to cashiers the way he normally does. Like, why was I being so lame and who did I think I was to try to control him? And I just told him, I'm not trying to control you, man. I don't think I'm your boss. I don't think I'm in charge. That was just really rude to her, and I'm not cool with being in a car where you're going, like, double the speed limit. It's your car. Do what you want if you want to drive that way. But when I'm in the car, like, it's a different situation. And I said that he probably should reevaluate how he talks to cashiers if his normal response to someone saying, how's your night, is to tell them none of their business, why are they asking? Like, what's his problem? I just didn't really understand. And his response to me asking him why he would do that or to explain why he was acting that way was to, like, try to m make me back down. So he just said that if I felt that way and I really thought that he was rude and I should uh, make him reevaluate what he thinks, then I could just walk home. And I think in his mind he thought this was going to be something that made me back down and go, Whoa, man, whoa, okay, I'm not willing to call an Uber. Oh, I could never do that. You're right, you're right, man. I'll just let you keep screaming at cashiers and go and double the speed limit. And I don't even really care if he does that. I was more just only calling it weird because I was so caught off guard by it. It was a really weird interaction to, like, yell at this lady for no reason. But whatever, now I'm just extra pissed off because he was rude to this lady who's just trying to do her job. He's just putting other people in danger, and on top of that, you think you're gonna like, Oh, if you wanna be all lame, then you can walk. Think you're gonna intimidate me, bro? I've got six apps on my phone that are capable of calling a ride. Not six, that might be a little bit exaggerated. But do you think Lyft and Uber don't exist? It's not like we were in the middle of nowhere, we were in a pretty large city. Oh no, I, I don't have the ability to call an Uber. So when he tries to say that, I said, okay. I paid for my drinks. I told the lady to have a great night and apologized for him. And I just went outside. And as soon as I went outside, I pulled up my phone, got an Uber, and one was like five minutes away. It was perfect. It was gonna cost me 12 bucks. Best 12 bucks I've ever spent just to prove this guy wrong. And on top of it, I just don't like when people do that. 
Well, if you don't like it, leave. All right, I'm going to leave. Like, fair, man. Well, you're, you're actually going to leave? Yeah, yeah, I am. I don't know what you expected. I'm not going to sit here after you just, like, tried to threaten me into staying. Whatever, I'm standing there holding my stuff, waiting for the Uber, and he comes outside, and he, like, taps me on the shoulder, and I look at him, and I say, bro, just, like, get out of here. Just go drive. Go back to the party. That's fine. I got an Uber. And he says, no, get in. And I'm just <laughs> looking at him, laughing, and, like, saying, I'm good, I'm good. Because I'm just not going to ride in the car with him. I got an Uber. The Uber's even closer. He's three minutes away now. So whatever. He goes and gets in the car, and I think that's going to be the end of it. But before he leaves, he, like, rolls down the window and says, get in. And I tell him again, like, no. I said, just get out of here. And he gets back out of the car. And this time when he gets out of the car, it's a lot angrier. And he starts coming up to me. And, like, just from the way he's coming at me, it looks like he's going to grab me. Like, he has his arms open. So I put the drinks down and I put my hands up and I'm like, bro, don't touch me. Like, you're coming at me weird. Like, don't touch me. And he kind of says like, oh, do you think I'm going to try to kidnap you? No, but that was a weird thing to say if you're not going to kidnap somebody. I, I didn't think you were going to do that. I thought you were going to come like I, try to grab me or like, I, I don't know what you were trying to do. But now I think you were going to try to kidnap me. But I just say I'm not going with them. Like, just get in your car, bro. But if you come and start grabbing me, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to defend myself. And I don't think I'm, uh, what, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. I'm not flipping anyone over tables. But if you try to kidnap me and shove me into your car in a gas station parking lot, I'm going to fight as hard as I can. Whatever. At that note, though, he's kind of talking about how he should beat me up, but he's got too much to lose and da-da-da-da-da, but he ought to teach me a lesson. Keep in mind, he ran up to me, and then I put my fists up, and he just stopped. And I'm not an intimidating guy. I'm built like a, a stick bug from Bugs Life, bro. You could literally blow at me, and I would fall over. I'm built like Flat Stanley. But he gets back in the car, and he goes back to the party. And I get in the Uber, and I'm not going to lie. I didn't even go back to the party because it was already kind of lame. I just went home. And my friends were like, why'd you go home? And when I told them, they were all apologetic. Oh, we had no clue. And I was like, yeah, I, I know you guys had no clue, but that was just a weird experience. Overall, I don't know what that dude's problem was, but I, I guess this angry guy just wanted to throw hands. I don't know why people like that even bother to be rude to people just trying to do their job. Like, that's what bugged me more than anything. The speeding is annoying and dumb, but people do that. It's not surprising that people like that exist. I don't, I don't advocate for it, but, you know, people get caught going triple the speed limit all the time. But just yelling at someone trying to do their job is extra stupid. And once again, I'm not saying you should go triple the speed limit. Don't do it. But people are that dumb. I knew people that dumb existed. All right, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Scrub here, back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am. Here is yesterday's comment of the day. And uh, as I said in the intro, we're going to be talking about a Minecraft kid. Y'all love these story times. It was a bit since I've done one, but I was looking through and I couldn't believe I hadn't told this one before. One day, my mom comes home from work and she's like, Hey, this lady who's a little bit higher up than me at the company needs a babysitter. And I said, you would be interested. They're going to pay you blank an hour. And it was a pretty solid number. And I didn't love babysitting, but at the time I was like dirt broke. I was in high school, so I was trying to get money any way necessary. So I go over there and his mom's like, yeah, he's pretty chill. He'll probably just watch TV. We'll be back at around 8 p.m. And the entire time that his mom is there and explaining this stuff to me, this guy is acting like an absolute saint, bro. He had the manners of Alfred from Batman, acting like a legitimate butler. 
You would have thought he went to one of those like boarding schools where they tell you what forks to use when. He was just truthfully acting like the best behaved person I'd ever seen in my entire life. And so his mom says he should be good, and I believe her because he's acting like a saint, and she leaves. And the second that his mom steps out of the door, you would have thought that this kid's head started spinning 360 degrees like he was possessed by a demon from the exorcist. He turns into Satan. He's just chaotic. He's running around. He's, like, trying to break things. At one point, I caught him trying to light stuff on fire in the backyard with a lighter he had found on the street. He's just being chaotic. And normally, when I would, like, babysit people, it would be my relatives or the kids on my street or whatever. And it would be relatively chill. Like, it wasn't like I was actually having to follow someone around and make sure that they wouldn't burn their house down. But he's making me earn my hourly salary. Now I understood why they had offered so much an hour. It's because no one would be dumb enough to take it for anything less. So after I catch him trying to light some stuff on fire, I'm like, look, bro, let's just go inside. Like, I, I don't know. We'll figure out something to do. And he mentions that he really, really likes playing Minecraft. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Maybe if you have uh, YouTube on your TV, we can watch people play Minecraft. And he's like, that's the greatest idea of all time. So we go in and I turn on some Captain Sparkles or whatever. I, like that was the time period we're in. And he just gets sucked into watching Minecraft. And after that video ends, he looks at me and does something that every little kid does and starts being like, hey, can I have your phone to play games? Do you have Minecraft on your phone? Do you have Minecraft on your phone? Do you have Minecraft on your phone? And Minecraft Pocket Edition was out, so I was like, yeah, I do have Minecraft on my phone, but I don't know if I really want you to play on my phone. Because, and I made up something about how, like, I didn't know if his mom would like that. Truthfully, I just didn't really want to give the kid my phone. I, I don't really like giving people my phone, but I especially hate when I let my little cousins borrow my phone and I get it back and it's just a mess. Or like, whatever, you give them the phone to play Minecraft, next thing you know, they're like deleting pictures off your camera roll. You're like, what? what is going on? They're just chaotic. So I said, oh, I don't know if your mom would want you. And he literally goes to his room and comes down with this like contract thing that his mom had signed that as long as his grades are good, he's allowed to play Minecraft on her phone. I was not expecting that. I'm not, not gonna pretend that I saw that coming. He was playing chess, I was playing checkers. He outsmarted me on that one. But he was also starting to get really, like, annoying again. He was starting to say, fine, I'll just go in the backyard and play. And I don't know what that meant. I don't know if that's another fire. I don't know if he's going to pick up a stick and start trying to play real Minecraft. So I reluctantly said, fine, okay, Satan, you can play Minecraft on my phone. As long as it gets whatever is happening here to, like, calm down and you stop trying to light things on fire, I'm game. So I give him my phone and he immediately runs, there's like multiple couches, to the couch furthest away, which I, I don't care. At this point, if you're going to be focused on Minecraft, that's fine with me. So I go and sit on the other couch and I could not believe how focused this guy was on Minecraft. If I didn't know any better, I would have thought someone gave him something to make him insanely focused. He was so off in his own dimension that I started testing to see if he was paying any attention and just like saying stuff out loud that was really stupid. I'm literally sitting there saying that like I can speak Elvish and I know the Keebler elves and they showed me their cookie recipes. Nothing, nothing, not even looking up for a second, for 0.1 seconds. 
He was so focused on Minecraft, I'm not gonna lie. Someone probably could have, like, come into the house, stole everything around them, decided that they wanted to come back for the couch, have their friends lift up the couch, put it in the moving truck, and then put the kid back in the house while he's playing Minecraft, and he wouldn't notice. His parents would come home and be like, hey, where'd everything go? Oh, I don't know, I'm playing Minecraft. He's off in his own dimension, and uh, I decide that I'm just gonna watch some TV. I think at this point my job here is done, he'll just play Minecraft till the cows come home, so we're vibing. And I'm watching TV, I can't even remember what I was watching, just some garbage. I, I was just like mindlessly watching, wishing that I could be on my phone. And he stands up and he says, hey, I'll be right back. And he starts to walk out of the room with my phone. And I just wasn't too sure about that. I, I liked my phone, I had to pay for my phone, so I wasn't about to let someone just take it out of the room on top of that. Like, this kid had literally started trying to light things on fire, who knew what he was gonna do to my phone. So I said, you can like go get a drink, go get water, do whatever you gotta do, but you can't take my phone. Just leave it here while you go do it, and when you come back, you can play it again, but like, just leave my phone here, you don't need to take it. And he says that he was just going to run to the garage to grab a water bottle. And against my better judgment, I said, fine, just take it. Thinking it's going to be 15 seconds. How long does it take you to go to the garage and grab a water bottle? Not a very long time, I would say. So he leaves and he has my phone. And I just didn't think that he would be uh, crazy enough to do anything stupid to my phone in the garage. On top of that, he didn't seem mad. The calmness was impressive. He was doing some Brad Pitt levels of acting, trying to make sure I didn't even think that he was mad at the game, but I said, all right, go for it. And that was my mistake. I 100% should not have let him take my phone. I didn't realize that he had the capacity to, like, pretend he wasn't mad to the point where he could let my phone get taken out of the room. But whatever, he goes to the garage and I keep watching TV. And I'm a little bit confused because it's taking him a really long time to just grab a water bottle. And that was because he wasn't grabbing a water bottle. Gasp. <gasps> Apparently, he had gotten mad at the game and decided to take that anger out on my phone. And I start hearing banging from the garage. Like, doof, doof, doof. Almost like someone was knocking on the garage door, but with a baseball bat. It sounds really loud, and I'm a little bit concerned because I am supposed to be babysitting, so I go over to the garage door, and as I'm getting near the garage door, the sound's getting louder, so evidently whatever's making this sound is like on the other side of the garage door. And I open the door, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen that meme of Donald Glover walking into the room where like everything's on fire and everything's chaotic and he's just got the pizza and he's shocked. That's really how I felt in this moment. I walk into the room, and my phone, or should I say what's left of my phone, is on the ground, and he's just smacking it with a hammer. And I don't know who had taught this kid to use a hammer, bro, but apparently Thor had done it, because this guy was smacking the crap out of my phone. And the noise had been going for a while, and it's very evident from the second I step out there that uh, my phone's done. It's done. The hammer is now, like, in my phone. If you're picking up what I'm putting down, the back, it was one of those old ones that had, like, the, the metal around the back is, like, dented outwards. It's not looking that great. And so I look at him and I angrily am like, what are you doing? I I'm not screaming at him because my phone's broken. I don't know. I just, I was so mad. I wasn't even mad. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone at all. And he says that the game just wasn't really as fun as it was looking on YouTube. So he didn't want to play it anymore. And so I ask him like, so you decided to destroy it with a hammer? 
And he just looks at me and says nothing. Because yeah, the logic makes no sense. You were watching a game on YouTube, you get fooled, you start playing the game, it's not as fun as it was on YouTube. Okay, you got a lot of options here. You can either keep playing, see if it gets more fun, get off the game, or I, I don't know, maybe destroy the device, but one of these is really stupid. You get a game for Christmas on your Xbox, you don't like it, so you just take your Xbox and throw it in the bathtub. Like, that's the level of stupidity we had reached. And don't get it twisted, I was insanely mad, but I'm so mad I had become zen again. Like, I, I literally had just gotten to this point where I wasn't screaming, I wasn't mad, I was just like, Oh, trust me man, your parents are gonna get me a new phone. Like, you're gonna get in trouble when your parents get home, don't worry about it. And I didn't really say that, I just picked up my broken phone and went inside. And I go and I sit on the couch, and you could just tell that this kid had no clue what I was thinking, because he kept being like, are you mad? Are you mad? Are you mad? And after asking me like 30 times, I looked at him and said, I don't know, would you be mad if someone destroyed your phone? And he said, yeah, I probably would be mad. And I said, yeah, that's why I'm going to tell your parents and they're going to get me a new phone. And as soon as I said that I was going to tell his parents, he starts freaking out. Well, why are you having to tell my parents? I don't get it. Why, like, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to tell my parents? And I look at him and I'm like, dude, you destroyed my phone. I don't have money for a new phone. You broke it. You don't have money for a new phone. So I've got to tell your parents because I need a phone. And he's like, yeah, but breaking a phone's not that big of a deal. You can just buy another one. You don't need to tell my parents. Like, you don't have to do that. There's no reason for you to have to do that. Oh, there's no reason for me to have to do that. You know what there was definitely no reason to have to do? Go destroy my phone. But looks like you went ahead and did that anyways. So, whatever. Uh, usually, I would feel a little bit bad, but you went into the garage and destroyed my phone with a hammer, bro. Like, I don't feel bad about telling your parents. Plus, I'm your babysitter. You can't be doing that to the person that's supposed to be, like, watching you, right? I, I don't know. 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, the kid I'm trying to babysit is chasing me with a hammer saying that I'm not fun enough? What should I do? And they're like, wait, hold on, wait, what? Either way, he's arguing with me, trying to tell me that there's no reason for me to tell his parents. And I'm not, like, yelling back, I'm just very calmly saying, I'm going to tell your parents, bro. Like, it doesn't matter... It doesn't matter how much you argue, it doesn't matter how much you tell me that I shouldn't tell them, I'm going to tell them because I need to get my phone fixed. And his parents come home and they're like, how was he? And he's gone, he's upstairs, he did not want to be here for when they got home. I didn't tell him to go upstairs, he just wasn't there. And I say, well, everything was great other than this, and I show them my phone, and they're like, what happened? So I tell them the story, and you would think they might a little bit go like, well, why was he so angry? But they don't even question me. They say, oh, yeah, he does that sometimes. He does that sometimes? Like, he's done this before? You guys have had your phones destroyed by hammers, and you still let him play on your phone? Oh yeah, every now and then he takes electronic devices and goes and breaks things. Like, that would have been sick to have a heads up about. I would have never given him my phone. A warning would have been very, very helpful. But whatever, I'm like, yeah, I don't really have money for a new phone. And they say, yeah, of course, of course, don't worry about it. The dad goes upstairs, comes back with, like, this wad of cash that was enough for a phone. He gives it to me and says, alright, well that should cover a new phone. And they were very apologetic, and they gave me the money for the phone, so I was like, alright, thank you, I'm going to go now. I wasn't really trying to stick around. 
But that's when the parents started to bug me too, because I'm on my way out. And you know what they had the nerve to ask me, guys? You know what they really thought was going to be a reasonable question? They said, well, when can you work again? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, you know, I'm sure he had fun with you as a babysitter, so when can you babysit him again? And I looked at them like they had three heads, because that might have been the stupidest, craziest thing that I'd ever heard in my life. Your kid destroyed my phone with a hammer because he was mad at Minecraft. If you think that I ever want to do this job again, well then you are out of your mind. I don't think you would want to either. Could you imagine, dude? Like, even if it wasn't my phone, I feel like if I walked outside and he was in the garage decapitating a stuffed animal with a hammer, I would still not be interested in babysitting him again. So I said I would think about it just because it was awkward in the moment, and I left, and uh, sure enough, they literally would, like, text me and ask me if I could babysit, and I just always ignored it. And my mom would be like, why don't you want to uh, babysit again? And one day I finally told her, like, he destroyed my phone, I had to go buy a new one, and I just didn't tell her for a little bit because it was someone above her at work, I didn't want there to be any awkwardness, but as soon as I told her that, she was like, yeah, no, you don't ever have to babysit that kid again, don't worry about it. So watch out for those Minecraft kids, if you're gonna let someone play on your phone, don't let them destroy it with a hammer, don't make the same mistakes I did. I've got some other Minecraft kid stories that were sent in to me, but like not long enough for their own video, so I figured I'd uh, throw them together. But if you liked the first one, you should press the like button and comment Minecraft down below. I'd appreciate it. So this one's like hilarious and sad. This guy shows up to Easter, and he has this cousin who doesn't have the greatest parents, you know? Like technically it's his aunt and uncle, but they don't really do a whole lot of parenting. The iPad does a lot of the parenting, which is not the kid's fault, but it's made the kid kind of out of touch with reality. But he shows up to Easter, and his cousin has one of those, like, foam Minecraft pickaxes, and he's running around hitting everything, saying that, like, he's gonna collect resources. Whatever, it's harmless, just little kid over in imagination land. He doesn't really say much about it. And they're out in the backyard, and their grandma's a little bit older, and she's had some mobility issues, so she's in a wheelchair at this point. And they're just kind of standing around, and the subscriber who sent this to me is talking to his grandma, trying to have a normal conversation. And his cousin is, like, hitting the trees with his pickaxe, being, uh, ecstatic that he got a little bit of oak instead of pine or whatever. Uh, there's so much new in Minecraft these days. But he's hyped, he's playing Minecraft in his little mind, and he's talking to his grandma. And all of the sudden, his cousin runs up with the pickaxe and smacks his grandma with the pickaxe. And his grandma's like, oh! And he jumps between his cousin and his grandma and is like, what's wrong with you? Why would you hit grandma with your pickaxe? Like, why would you do that? And he says, I want the iron from her chair. Bro, homie was really out here about to break and destroy grandma's wheelchair so he could have gotten a little bit of iron for an upgraded pickaxe. That is absolutely ruthless. Gonna make grandma crawl everywhere. Seriously, though, he starts trying to explain to his cousin that he can't do that. You can't just walk around smacking people with pickaxes, especially old people, and especially old people in wheelchairs. But his cousin is having none of it, saying that, like, yeah, but the wheelchair has iron and he needs iron. And he's really confused, so he starts double-checking with his cousin, like, you know it's not real, right? And his cousin is like, yeah, it is. If I break grandma's wheelchair, then I get the iron and I can upgrade my tools. And he's like, yeah, no, that's not how it works, though. 
And the kid starts arguing with him, saying that that is how it works. Trust me, he has a stone pickaxe so he can break iron. And he's like, yeah, but that's that's not how it works. That's foam. And we're not in Minecraft. You can't just, like, punch a tree hard enough to get wood from it. That's not how it works. I mean, I guess technically if you punched a tree hard enough, you would have splinters in your hands. You, you would have gained a little bit of wood. But, like, let's be honest here, it's not the smartest way to go about it. And this kid is just arguing with his cousin, and his cousin starts to give up, so he says, Alright, we'll just go that way. His cousin starts walking the other direction, gets like four steps away, turns around, starts running back like some crazed axe-wielding maniac saying he wants to get the wheelchair, and smacks the side of the wheelchair. And now his grandma's pissed off and she starts yelling at him saying that he needs to knock it off and like doesn't know what he's doing and his parents come over and they start arguing with the subscriber and his grandma saying that there's no need to like pull him out of his imagination and creativity. And it's one thing if like you walk up to a little kid who's coloring something not inside the lines and you start screaming at them that they have to color inside the lines, you're nuts. But I don't think it's destroying their creativity to tell them that they shouldn't hit people and that Minecraft is not real life. Like, that's not destroying creativity, that's just preparing him for reality. What are you gonna do if you let him get to like 23, 24 years old and he still thinks that Minecraft is real life? No, don't worry mom, I don't need to go get a job. One day I'm gonna hit a huge vein of diamonds and we'll all be rich. He's in the backyard trying to dig holes deep enough to like actually collect minerals from. I, I just feel like it's a bad idea to actually let someone think that video games are reality. Anyways, this argument breaks out and more and more people from the family start coming over and getting involved because it's loud and it's like a family party. And so everyone starts listening to what happened and of course everyone's on grandma's side. Like how could you not be? She's just trying to mind her business. The kid starts walking up, smacking her with a foam pickaxe. When they try to explain he shouldn't do it, he does it again because he wants to get the iron from her wheelchair. On what planet are you going to listen to that and go, hey, Grandma, give it up, okay? We all know you've been faking it. What in the Franklin Delano Roosevelt do you take us for, a bunch of suckers? Like, come on, obviously you're not going to be on Minecraft Kid's side. But Minecraft Kid's parents start getting insanely upset, accusing everyone in the family of, like, crapping on his creativity and trying to ruin his life. And they're all saying, no, we don't mind. Like, when he was playing Minecraft before, it's all chill. You just can't smack people with the pickaxe, and at a certain point, you kind of need to let him know that reality is reality. You shouldn't keep letting him live in delusion. And they get so mad that they leave, and on the way out, they say that they're never going to talk to people that aren't supportive again, and how this family is just a, a bunch of losers that hates them. Mad out of pocket for literally no reason, but I, I don't know. I hope grandma's okay. She was okay. I just could never imagine, not that I have kids, but imagine having kids and then watching them, like, attack an old lady in a wheelchair and going, no, no, my kid's in the right in this situation. Under any circumstances, how could you even have that thought? So this next one probably should have been harmless, but Minecraft kids gonna be Minecraft kids and start trying to correct everyone on how the real word, real world, sorry, works based on some game physics. Could you imagine, dude, they're like building a house. Um, I just want it to overhang off this cliff. How are we gonna do that? There's no support beams, like there's nowhere to put them. <laughs> 
Listen, buddy, I've played my fair share of Minecraft, and I'm pretty confident you're gonna be able to get it done. They're like, your house will literally fall off the cliff. No, it wouldn't. How would that happen, dude? How? Gravity. Oh, you mean that thing that's made up? Dude, just turn on creative mode and you can build it mad easy. Either way, he's at this barbecue, and this Minecraft kid was being a little bit annoying, but not really hurting anyone. It wasn't like it was any big deal. There was no reason for him to, to even care that much. It was just a little kid being a little kid, you know? But they start eating, and they had some wings, and the wings happen to be bone-in wings. So everyone's eating, and everyone gets done, and the kid starts walking around picking up the bones from people's plates. And so the person who sent this to me is like, hey, what are you doing? Just because, kind of bizarre, who knows? And he starts telling this guy that he's going to go give them to the dog, so that way it would be tamed and it would love him. And for those of you that don't know, giving chicken bones to a dog will probably choke it. Like, you just shouldn't do that. It's a big no-no. Like, you should not give dogs chicken bones. But obviously this little kid doesn't know that. He's not going to start screaming at him. So he starts trying to explain to the kid that, well, you can't do that because chicken bones will hurt the dog. It'll choke them. And the kid gets really pissed off and is like, no, it won't, dude. Are you a moron? And he says, no, I'm not a moron. I'm just telling you, like, you can't give that to the dogs. And he says, well, you don't know what you're talking about, and I'm going to do what I want. So he walks over to the kid's parents and kind of explains the situation. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll go handle it. So they walk over to him and start explaining the exact same thing, which was, you can't give dogs chicken bones or it could kill them, and we don't want the dogs to die. It sounds very simple. In my mind, the logic is very easy to track. You like dog, dog dead, sad, no dog dead, benefit. It's a simple algebraic equation here. But he starts arguing with his parents, saying that he's seen it in Minecraft, that if you give uh, bones to a dog, it'll like you, and then it'll have to follow you everywhere. So then, not only are they having to re-explain that it'll kill the dogs, but they're also saying that someone already owns that dog, so he can't just take it, even if that was how it worked. Like, he would steal someone's dog. And he starts saying, yes, like, completely, yes, I would do that. And now everyone's just kind of weirded out, because imagine you invite someone to your house, and even though he's a little kid, he's just openly saying that he would steal from you, you know, and he's, like, gonna give chicken bones to your dog. So whatever, everyone just kind of brushes it off as, like, little kids doing little kids things, and they start going back to the barbecue, but everyone's got it in the back of their mind. And a few minutes later, they look over, and he's just kind of, like, acting suspicious by the dog, so his parents go over there, and sure enough, he's trying to sneak chicken bones to the dogs. So the parents, being at least good parents, start yelling at him, saying that he can't do that, and they can't believe that he would still do that after everything that was explained. But he starts arguing back, saying that he knows what he's doing, and there's no reason that he shouldn't be able to give the bones to the dogs to tame them. And at this point, it's becoming such a scene that they decide to leave, which is also probably for the best, because I just wouldn't be that chill if, you know, someone was trying to walk around and feed my dog chicken bones. And the entire time that they're leaving, he doesn't stop arguing with them, saying that they're dumb for not understanding how the game works. This is why you shouldn't let an iPad raise your kids, bro. Like, it's obvious to all of us what reality is. But if you don't even know what reality is, bro, you're just gonna get way too into the iPad games. They're just gonna wake up one day and be like, Fallout is real life, mother. The nuclear bombs have fallen. I want to set the world on fire. He leaves the barbecue, though. The dogs were safe, but everyone started talking about how weird that was. And another guy is like, yeah, well, 
It's that Minecraft, man. Those kids just get way too into that game. And I love that even the boomers were sitting around and like, yep, that Minecraft makes people want to feed the dog chicken bones. And I've got one more, but this one's actually a positive Minecraft kid story. You know, I feel like I dunk on them enough that I've got to give them some credit. They've gotten me enough views this year, so this one's a good one. Uh, this guy has a younger brother who is spending a lot of time on the iPad. I feel like that's common these days. Not great, but it is common. And he's been playing a ton of Minecraft, and he, like, watches videos and plays Minecraft all day. That's really all he does. He doesn't really talk a lot to the rest of the family. He doesn't really talk to his brother a whole lot. And so he's been trying to, like, talk to his little brother more. You build a little bit of that brotherly relationship, you know, like, why not be nice to your brother? What do you lose by being nice to your brother? So trying to start a conversation with him one day, he says, Hey, will you show me your Minecraft world? Like, I know you've been spending a lot of time on it. Will you just go ahead and show me? I think it would be cool. And his brother looks at him, and he's not annoyed, but he's kind of like, Yeah, I'll show you, but you gotta promise not to be weird when I show you. And he's kind of confused by that. What's going on in this Minecraft world that's, like, gonna make him be weird? But he loads it up, and he shows him. And honestly, he's flabbergasted because his brother was apparently some type of, like, little architect engineer. This kid had been spending all this time in Minecraft building these insane buildings. And he was honest. He was like, yeah, I follow the blueprints that I find on YouTube. But I'm talking about, like, 60, 70,000 block structures, you know, mega projects, Taj Mahal buildings. And he said he just turns on YouTube and builds stuff. And his brother is only like six, seven years old. So he was just kind of blown away. Not only because, you know, building stuff in Minecraft isn't complicated, but the follow through is hard. But the amount of time that it would take, the dedication. When I was seven years old, I would go out in the backyard and be like, today I'm going to learn karate. I would punch like a one bush and be like, all right, I've learned karate. Went back inside. The amount of stupid dreams I had when I was a little kid that I immediately gave up on when they became any hard work at all. There's a lot of them. I feel like everybody kind of goes through those phases when they're little. So having the patience and follow through to like uh, build all these insane buildings and make this insane world, he was actually pretty impressed by it. So he starts talking to his brother about it and he's like, oh, so do you like doing this stuff? And his brother starts explaining that he enjoys it because he's going to be a uh, structural engineer one day and build buildings. And his brother is really young, so he starts asking where he learned that. And he said he started looking up these, like, Minecraft how to build videos. And over time, YouTube just started re recommending him, like, mega projects, like, all these different type of things about engineering. And so he really liked it. And so I'm not saying Minecraft is like going to make this guy an engineer. I don't think that any day he's going to be standing there on top of a dam that he designed in Minecraft. Like, I built this. But it's just nuts that he discovered that he likes building things and creating things. And YouTube kind of put him on this uh, rabbit hole to where he wants to be an engineer one day. That's some good type of influencing. Like, if people start watching social media and they decide that they want to be Jake Paul, I wouldn't say that's anything fantastic. We could all agree on that. But hey, if somebody's just going to spend time building big structures in Minecraft and then wanting to be an engineer, that's pretty harmless in my opinion. I still don't know if it's fantastic to let him be like living on the iPad though. You, you might want to get that under control. I understand it's cool he's building all these awesome buildings. I'm not saying you should crap all over that. But maybe the whole he doesn't talk to anyone in the family thing because he's too busy playing Minecraft on the iPad is not the greatest thing ever. But as far as it goes, compared to most of the Minecraft kid stories that get sent in to me, this kid is a saint in comparison. I mean, look at this. He didn't destroy a phone with a hammer. He didn't attack a lady in a wheelchair. 
And as weird as that sounds, we have to give them a W compared to most of them, you know? I don't think most Minecraft kids would attack someone in a wheelchair, by the way. These are obviously extreme examples. Oh, why are all the Minecraft kids in these stories so crazy? A, people don't send in to me like really normal people. Oh, this guy was quietly playing Minecraft on the bus. And even if they did, you think I'm tossing that in a video? Alright guys, this next story time is about a Minecraft player who's on the honor roll. Like, who's, who's gonna wanna watch that? Let's be honest. And today I've got some story times for y'all that have been sent in to me that are just absolutely bonkers. The first one is about this girl this dude was dating stealing his laptop and like thinking he wasn't gonna figure it out. Huh, I wonder if it was the only person I had over this week that took my laptop. Oh, yep, she has my laptop. The power of deduction, my good Watson. Anyways, uh, I thought you guys would find it entertaining, so that's what we're gonna be doing. Be sure to press the like button or no joke, no scam, your mom's a hoe, and without further ado, let's go. Alright, so before we get into this, I just gotta make it clear, cause we're in 2022 and the internet's gotten bizarre. I don't think every girl's gonna, like, steal laptops, alright? This is a specific story about a specific person. Don't take it and generalize, cause that's just weird. Well, I heard a story time about a skateboarder that, uh, lo really loved math, so all skaters must love math, right? Anyways, this guy who sent this in to me was dating this girl for about a week and they had hit it off really well on the first date and so he had like started dating her thinking it was gonna go great but even within a week of them dating he had just kind of gotten a very weird vibe. He happened to come from a family that, you know, had had some means to them so he had some stuff that was a little bit nicer than the average bear. And I feel like everybody knows someone who's kind of in this situation and I feel like it'd be really weird to point it out all the time or make it a big deal because I don't really know what you want them to do about it and uh, it'd be uncomfortable if someone was always just telling someone, you know your laptop cost X dollars, right? Like that would just be mad bizarre. But whenever he would have something or like show her something, she would literally exclamate the price of it and try to shame him for having it. For example, he had gotten a new laptop for this year of college and he had actually saved up and bought it. It had nothing to do with his parents, but he showed her it and she was instantly like, that's a $2,000 laptop. What do you need that for? Ugh, no one actually needs a $2,000 laptop. That's so dumb, a $2,000 laptop. I bet your parents bought it for you. But with literally everything, if they went out to eat, what he would pick on the menu, she would just, uh, oh, that cost da-da-da, why would you even? And so after a week, he was just over it. That would get really, really, really boring and repetitive and annoying. Just constantly having someone trying to bring you down for making choices. And if there's anything that's more annoying than just trying to shame someone for, like, having good stuff... It's just shaming someone in general in public, especially someone that you're supposedly dating. Just embarrassing him at the restaurant for ordering what he ordered in front of the waitresses and waiters type of vibe. So he decides to end it because he was just very uncomfortable with the way everything was shaping up and that's his right. You're more than happy to do whatever you gotta do, man. You don't like a relationship, you can just leave. So he had plans to break up with her, but she had invited him to this huge thing she had had planned for a while, so he decided to just kind of like, go to that, because it would obviously suck to dump her right before, and break up with her later that week. And I don't really know how to feel about that, I don't know if that's better or worse, so I'm, I'm just indifferent, I'm not saying anything. But whatever, that was his plan, so... They end up hanging out one more time before she has like this event that he's gonna go to to support her. And the entire time they hang out, she's just complaining about her laptop. 
saying how it's gotten so slow and it's just crazy that she's expected to do schoolwork on it. And she's not doing it in a generally complaining way or genuinely, excuse me. You know when someone's just kind of venting to you and they're not asking you for help, but they're just kind of getting it off their chest? We all know what that sounds like. This was very much, oh, my laptop stinks. If only someone had a laptop, oh kind of pandering for him to offer to buy her a new laptop and he just wasn't biting because it was obvious to him and he was planning on breaking up with her and like after this event thing so he just was not gonna buy her a laptop and she keeps complaining about the laptop and eventually works up the courage and looks at him and is like you need to buy me a laptop and he kind of laughs because he thought she was kidding but she starts going off about how his parents have money and it's not fair that he got a new laptop and she didn't They've only been dating for a week, by the way, and it's just not her parent. Like, what do you mean? It's not fair that his parents bought their kid a laptop and not you? He's not in charge of the credit card. He can't go to mom and dad and, like, demand another one. And why would these people who don't know you buy you a laptop? I just don't get it. Even if his parents are loaded, bro, hypothetically Bill Gates out here, you can't just expect someone to buy you a laptop, especially after you've been shaming him for having an expensive laptop. Oh, the $2,000 laptop, so stupid. I hate the $2,000 laptop. I hope it bursts into flames. You should get me a $2,000 laptop. I love things that spontaneously combust. And he instantly is like, no, I'm not going to buy you a laptop. I'm not going to ask my parents to buy you a laptop. And she gets pretty pissed off at that. Keeps saying how it's unfair and he just needs to be more reasonable. And he's doubling down saying like, no, it's uncomfortable that you would even expect me to buy you something like that. No. And she kind of drops it after they go back and forth for a bit. So he thinks it's over. And they ended up going over to one of her friend's houses to like watch a movie. And he fell asleep on the couch. And when he wakes up, his girlfriend is gone. And so he asks her friend, where did she go? And she says that she went back to his house. And he kind of gets some alarm bells ringing because he's like, she went back to my house but didn't wake me up. She just left me sleeping at her friend's house and went back to my house without me. So he goes home and just starts taking an inventory of everything. He just has a feeling. He doesn't know that she stole anything, but he just had a feeling to look around. And wouldn't you know it, his laptop is gone. Gone, gone, gone. It is missing. And he goes to call her to be like, hey, where's my laptop? And the phone call doesn't go through. So he tries to send a text and the text doesn't go through. So he tries to go to social media and send a message and he's been blocked. And I really don't know what her big brain play was here, like steal the laptop and block him and he just won't do anything about it. But he still knows you. He still knows your friends. He knows where you live. He knows you stole his laptop. What did you think he was going to see that you blocked him on everything and just be like, well, I guess it's hers now. If I feel like if anything, you would need to get your laptop back more. And it's more messed up that you convinced him that you guys were like dating to take his laptop. So now that he knows he's blocked, he just goes over to her house. And he knocks on the door and he hears her come to the door, look through the peephole and be like, "Oh crap, it's him. And her roommate answers the door. And he says, you need to give me back the laptop over her shoulder. And her roommate tries to do the whole, oh, she's not here thing. And he's not buying it. He's like, I literally heard her voice. If you want someone to think you're not there, they can't see or hear you. That kind of goes against the whole disguise thing. So very quickly, he just starts making a scene yelling about how she stole his laptop. And because they're in, like, university housing, the walls are thin, so people start looking out their doors to see what's happening. 
And finally, she appears and she says, oh, I was just borrowing the laptop. And he's just at this point ready to have his laptop back and just says, fine, you can borrow the laptop from somebody else because we're done. And instead of arguing with him or being surprised, which is what you would do if you were actually just borrowing the laptop, she was just like, fine, but please don't tell anyone about this. I'd be so embarrassed. And he's like, what, you'd be embarrassed that you pretended to date someone to try to steal their laptop? And she said, yes. And he said, yeah, well, I would be too. Because that's, that's just pretty weird, bro. With the amount of effort that went into getting this laptop, couldn't you have probably just gotten a job and saved up money to get a laptop? Maybe not a $2,000 one, that's fair. It was a nicer laptop, but I mean, like, how much work goes into convincing someone that you like them? Either way, he got his laptop back and just kind of dropped it after that. He didn't have to go to that event, and he, uh... Thankfully got his laptop back. I don't know. I don't think there's really a great ending to this story because he didn't do anything about it. He probably should have just told the school or something. I, I don't know. I guess he has it back. What would they have said? Oh, she took it, but you got it back, but you want us to do something? They probably wouldn't have done anything. But still, don't steal people's laptops. You never expect it to be your own fam, man. Hopefully not your fam. It's his girlfriend. Hopefully not your fam. We don't do Sweet Home Alabama here. So that was nuts, but I had another story sent in that I wanted to tell you guys as well. So this story takes place a while ago. The person who sent this to me is a little bit of a boomer. I'm not going to say how old they were. They told me, but I will say this. They were probably like my age when the Rubik's Cube was popping the first time back in the 80s. So by the time the 90s rolled around, they were well into adulthood and they had gotten a job that was like involved in teaching, but not teaching. They were the people that would go from school to school and observe for the district. Not like the principal observations, but like the district observers. And uh, it was the 90s, but like late 90s, early 2000s. And this school that they were observing at happened to be one of the first schools where the teachers had computers. And they were still big monstrosities, you know, like the 90s computer monitors where if you put it in the front of a street and a car hit it, I would honestly be concerned for the car more than the monitor. Like they just knew how to make technology back then. It could take a nuclear blast and keep on trucking. Those monitors were the blueprint for the Nokia phone. Uh, actually, little known fact for you. I made that up entirely, but if you want to repeat it and we can just make it internet true, that would be cool. Either way, they were uh, expecting to be pretty impressed with the teacher's teaching because they had this new technology, they had really asked for it, so when you beg for technology, then like they expect you to use it well. And so they go in and start observing this classroom and immediately it becomes clear to the observers that this particular teacher had been doing a whole lot of like, I don't know, not paying attention to the class and goofing off the computer instead of actually trying to control the class. Because now that the observers was there, he was doing his best to make it seem like he had really good control of the class, a good flow, knew what was going on. But he was just throwing out buzzwords to make it seem like it made any sense. He was a biology teacher and he would just be like, what is osmosis class? And they would just repeat back some scientific mumbo jumbo. Mm-hmm, yes, very good, very good. So the observers immediately knew something was off. And the best thing that I'm thinking of as this person sent this to me and I'm reading it is kind of like School of Rock. You know when Jack Black is just, hmm, mathematics and things. Just very much that vibe. And so the observers do what the observers do, and they kind of pause the class, and they start asking the guy about his qualifications. And he says that he has a doctorate in biology from Columbia, which is a really good school. And even then, if you have a doctorate in biology, 
Hopefully you're out, I don't know, curing diseases, whatever biologists do. I feel like having a doctorate in biology, I expect you to be more of a college professor than, I don't know, just a normal teacher. Nothing wrong with it. I mean, if you want to get a doctorate from Harvard in economics and go teach eighth grade, like, more power to ya, I guess. I don't know, it's just kind of weird to have a doctorate in biology and just kind of be chillin'. And also not know anything about biology, that was the other big red flag. Hmm. You're a biologist who doesn't know what osmosis is. Kinda weird. I feel like if you have a doctorate in biology, you just got that down. I don't really know what osmosis is. I, I really couldn't tell you. Who knows, bro? Is that even, like, a, a real thing? Okay, I just hit up Google. That's that stupid thing people try to do when they, like, sleep on a textbook and learn it. So, he wouldn't know what osmosis is if he had a doctorate in biology, because it's not real. But still, you guys get my point. He would know biology stuff about biology things. That was damn embarrassing. I'm not changing it, because, like, whatever, I'm too far into the story, but I, I don't know. Why did he ask the kids what osmosis is if it's not biology, if he's got a doctorate? These are the questions we need answered. And, uh, they ask him who his professor was at Columbia, because it just so happens that one of the observers has a brother that teaches in the biology department, so she knows a lot of professors there. And immediately, this teacher's face just freezes up, bro. Just scared, like, panic, ah, crap, I didn't expect anyone to ask any questions. And he immediately takes this old 90s monitor, just this big behemoth tough thing, and throws it off the desk. And it thunks onto the ground, breaks the tile it lands on, and then like cracks. And he just takes off running. And the observers are distracted and just like more concerned about the children in the class. So this guy takes off. And they're obviously mad confused, because very rarely when you're observing a class and go, where did you go to school, is the person's response to push a monitor off the desk and run. But whatever, he runs away, they start talking to the principal. Come to find out, the guy was like, had a degree but not in biology, and had lied about having a doctorate in uh, biology because he wanted this job, because it was at like a good school. So the entire year he had just kind of been coasting, hoping for the best, kind of goofing off on the computer and whatnot, hoping no one would figure it out. I, I don't know. And the principal was like this really old man who was going to retire. So he was like, well, he told me he had a doctorate. Of course I was going to hire him. Just couldn't understand that someone would lie about it. I think now they vet people way, way more important to me, bro. Like, I, I don't know how long ago this was. I, like I said, late 90s, early 2000s. And it was a smaller school district, like it had money, but it wasn't ginormous. So maybe there used to be a lot less oversight, but I know now they can't do that, right? Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like now they've got to be background checking the teachers. That just kind of seems like a no-brainer. I've got to do like, a, what, an entire screening to be able to go on an airplane. they got to pat me down, make sure I don't have any water bottles. But back in the 90s, teachers were just like, ah, I've got a doctorate. Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. The guy obviously never came back to the school, which is just nuts to me, though. Like, the way that this guy sent me the story, too, was super casual, as if this was just a, a perfectly normal story time. I know people send stories into me that are crazy, but he didn't seem too worried about the fact that this dude just dipped out. And what's even, like, crazier to me is the fact that this guy now forever thinks that his uh, escape plan was super genius, and that's what let him escape. In his mind, I'll destroy this expensive piece of technology, and they'll be so shocked at my willingness to destroy it that they won't even dare chase me. The reality is, the people that work for the school district were a little more worried about the kids than the dude running out of the classroom when they realized you were lying about your degree. And the fact that they ended up finding out, like, he didn't come back, but he did have a degree, just not a degree for that. 
Why not just wait another year, bro? I don't know. I wouldn't even want to teach something that I don't have a degree in. If tomorrow somebody offered me a job, hey, Ryan, you want to come teach geometry? Nah, man, the only geometry I'm familiar with is Dash, so I, I'm not going to be useful in teaching anything. I don't know. This one was wild. Don't, don't impersonate a teacher. School of Rock is not real life. Maybe this is the guy that Jack Black based the movie on. And this last one's kind of related, but I mean, it's different. I guess it takes place at a school that's like the most related piece. It's shorter, but when I tell you it's gonna make you have some secondhand cringe, I really mean it. I wanted to crawl inside myself and eat myself until I was a black hole after this. Gobble myself into a hole that is just so dense it breaks down and just starts eating everything around it because its mass is so just bleh. Like, that's how cringe this was. Alright, so the person who sent this to me at the time was working as like the office aide. You know, the person at school that just kind of runs papers around and it just kind of is free labor. If you think about it, school aides are just kind of breaking child labor laws because they're giving you a grade for it. Anyways, one of the things that they would do is just help the principal do, like, the morning announcements. And so on this morning, they went in there, the principal hits the button and starts doing the announcements, blah, blah, blah. Oh, remember, there's a football game. Oh, there's a pep rally. Don't forget to do your math homework, whatever principals do on the intercom. And at the end, he starts giving off these awards for student of the month, teacher of the month, that type of stuff. And he's reading off the list, and you can already tell in the way his voice is sounding, he doesn't care and doesn't want to be doing it. But the way the intercom system worked, you press the button, and the old one that they had had before for most of this principal's career had been more like of a hold button situation. You hold the button and you talk, but this one, it was a click toggle. So you would click it and it's on until you turn it off. So he pressed it the first time and had been holding it, gets to the end of the teacher of the month thing, lets go and thinks it's not going anymore and immediately just starts talking crap about the teacher that just won teacher of the month. And not even just, oh, Roger never gives me my monthly reports on time. Saying that, like, this teacher sucks and it's no wonder that his marriage was falling apart. Just really mean stuff that a principal shouldn't be saying anyways. But especially should not be saying over the intercom. And the student aide ran back in and looked at them and started, like, waving their hands. And the principal was like, what? What are you trying to tell me? What? And they didn't want to say, you're on the intercom, because they thought that would make it worse. And so the guy keeps being like, what? What? Spit it out. And finally, the person who sent this to me, the student aide, goes, your intercom's still on. And the principal's face just turns beet red. Not even red, dude. More of like a deep purple with just the shame and embarrassment. Oh, the cringe, man. Like, imagine, obviously, you just shouldn't be talking crap about people's marriages in general. That's weird. But you especially imagine doing it and finding out you were holding the intercom. Oh, levels of cringe. And so he turns beet red, turns off the intercom, and then starts getting mad at, like, the, the person for not telling him sooner. And so they say, well, I've told you before you have to click the button again, and I came and told you as soon as I could. I didn't know you were going to start talking crap as soon as you, like, stopped recording or doing the announcement. I guess it was live. There's no recording. Otherwise, they could have edited it. But obviously, she didn't expect this dude to just start going off about his teachers that just won Teacher of the Month. 
They can't be that bad of a teacher and that unbearable if you're giving them an award. Also just goes to show he has no hand in picking any of that. Probably has one of the office aides do it. They just draw names out of a hat. The student of the month this month is, they picked a random student. It just happens to be a kid who like just got arrested for armed robbery or something. The principal's going off about what a studious individual he is. Man, that man is so studious. Either way, the principal got pissed and, like, demanded they bring back the old intercom system and kept trying to blame everyone else, and everyone just kept telling him, well, if you wouldn't have said what you said, it wouldn't have really been an issue. And he kept trying to downplay it, and what's worse is he never apologized to that teacher. Even if you don't like that teacher, you think he's a jerk, you think he's the reason his marriage is failing, I feel like saying all of that on the intercom, you have to apologize. Especially because you're nuts if you think no kid ever, like, used that against the teacher. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying they should have. But we all know the one kid that just always takes insulting the teacher way too far. Anytime that kid was in that class, Haha, your wife's leaving you! Like the mean kid from The Simpsons. That, that principal owed that man an apology, dude. But secondhand cringe just from the embarrassment of it all. Nuts, he didn't apologize. But I, I gotta stop it with the cringy story. Yeah, I don't really know if there's any reason you would need to steal a watch for Minecraft, but this guy found a way to do it. And I thought it would be a very entertaining story for y'all, because I know you guys love the Minecraft kids story time. So, uh, yeah, before we get into it, be sure to press the like button or no joke, no scam. Your kid is going to steal your Rolex and pawn it for Minecraft ranks. And, uh, without further ado, let's hop right into it. Alright, so this guy had just recently started a new job, so he didn't really know the people who were, like, in charge of him that well, but he knew that his boss was a little bit older, had a son that was around his age, he had, like, just gotten out of college, so he knew his kid was at least an adult. But he was way older than his kid, you know? It was like he had had a kid when he was 50, so he was 65, 68, 67, whatever it was. He was way older than his kid, so he was a little bit out of touch. And one day, his boss comes into his office. He hasn't really interacted with him much yet. And he's like, hey, what is Minecraft? Do you mind explaining to me what Minecraft is? And he's a little bit confused why his boss is sitting here asking him what Minecraft is. So he's like, yeah, sure, I'll explain it. And so he explains that it's a video game and what the video game is. And the boss is like, well, is there any reason that my son would be screaming and throwing things over Minecraft? Like, is it an intense game? Is it scary? And he doesn't want to come out and be like, that's really weird, because obviously it's his boss's kid. But in his mind, he's like, yeah, that's a little bit of a different reaction to Minecraft, you know? At least in my opinion, I've always viewed Minecraft as one of the more relaxing video games. Like, if you want to really not stress about it and feel like there's winning or losing, it's a solid game to play. Just avoid dying and you're pretty alright. But whatever, he tells his boss that, like, that's not a normal reaction to Minecraft in his experience, but he's not really sure. And then his boss asks a weird question, which is also, well, how much money does it cost? And Minecraft is also one of those games I feel like is really cheap. At least it was. I, I bought my version like back in the beta, so whatever. I think it was like $8. But even now, 35 bucks for a game like Minecraft as, that you can play as much as Minecraft, it's solid. So he tells him, like, I think you just pay $30 one time. And his boss has this look of confusion on his face and is like, well, that's weird because my son keeps asking for money all the time to get these thing called ranks. 
and he starts explaining to his boss that like there's an online side of Minecraft where you can get on servers and buy ranks and whatnot, but it's not necessary. It's not like his son needs it for the game or whatever. And his boss is like, yeah, that's what I thought. Plus $5,000 seems a little bit insane. And he's like, $5,000 on server ranks? What is he, trying to buy knighthood in, like, the United Kingdom? I don't know. I've never heard of a Minecraft server where you can donate $5,000 for a rank. But sure enough, he tells his boss, like, yeah, I don't think your son needs to give $5,000 to a Minecraft server. I've never really heard of it. And after that, his boss is like, all right, well, uh, thank you. And he walks out, doesn't really say anything else about it. And he's like, all right, well, that was a little bit awkward. But later in the day, before he goes to lunch, his boss is like, hey, come here, and calls him into his office. And he starts saying that, you know, he appreciates the advice, he's not very good at video games, and apparently he had asked his kid, and his college's Minecraft server was the thing he wanted ranks for. And dude, I'm sorry, college is already expensive enough. I highly doubt the college is aware that the people in charge of their Minecraft server are charging like $5,000 for ranks, but my goodness. You're already shelling out like 60 grand for tuition, your kid comes along. Dad, I need $5,000 more so I can get the dopest Minecraft ranks imaginable. And so, whatever, he's like, yeah, I, I don't know, I've never heard of a college server charging for ranks, I've never heard about that, but whatever. Trying to be very nice about it, because once again, it's his boss who he doesn't know that well. And yeah, the entire thing is very fishy, but like, you can't really just go roasting your boss's kid. You probably just shouldn't roast anyone's kid. I feel like that's a great way to get punched in the face. They're not very close. He doesn't want to get fired, so he just kind of leaves it. And so the next day, he comes in, and his boss is being really nice to him, and he's like, awesome, you know, I gave him some honest advice about the Minecraft stuff, now my relationship with the boss is better. And that day, his boss says, hey, will you go to lunch with me? In similar situation, he doesn't want to say no to his boss asking him to lunch, so he says, sure. So he drives over there, they sit down, and uh, they start eating, and he's talking to his boss, and the person who sent this to me happens to be a big fan of watches. So they noticed that their boss had, like, this old Rolex on, and they mentioned it and said it was a cool watch, and him and his boss had this conversation about it, and apparently it had been a gift from his boss's grandfather to him when he had, like, gotten this stake in the company, and it was very sentimental to him because his grandfather had worn it every day, and it was a very cool watch. And I don't know, it was just a cool combination, and it stood out to the guy because he, like, just had a conversation about a mutual interest with his boss, right? So they go back to work, he finishes up that day normally, goes home, and when he comes back the next day, he doesn't expect to have to talk to his boss, but his boss comes over and is very clearly upset. Like, almost looking like he had been sitting in his car before work, sobbing his eyes out, and says, follow me. And he doesn't know what's going on, but when your boss, like, walks up to your desk looking super stressed out and says, follow me, I gotta tell you something, you're like, ah, oh, crap, I'm probably getting fired. So he goes into his office and he says, you know how my son was asking for money for those Minecraft ranks? And he's like, yeah. Well, I told him I wasn't going to give it to him. And so last night I come home after going out on a date with my wife and my Rolex was gone. And he's like, all right, so did someone steal your Rolex? And he says, yes, my son took my Rolex, which was a gift from his grandfather. You know, someone that's not here anymore. Took it to a pawn shop and pawned it. For way less than it was worth. I bet you the guy who owned the pawn store was sitting there like, there's no way this idiot kid is actually about to sell me this Rolex for this price. 
But sure enough, he had pawned it and used the money to buy some server ranks. Which is absolutely bonkers to me, dude. Imagine rifling through your dad's stuff trying to find something expensive enough for you to sell it for video game ranks. And he doesn't even know how to react because it's insane enough to like steal a Rolex in the first place from anyone. But to take a Rolex from your dad that has sentimental value because it's from your grandpa, take it to a pawn store, sell it, and then just go home and blow it on Minecraft ranks. It's so next level stupid, he didn't even know what to say to his boss. Really stole great grandpa's Rolex, pawned it for Minecraft. Just imagine thinking that was an even trade for a second, dude. I'm sorry, but there's no way these Minecraft ranks are gonna mean anything to you in like a, a year. Maybe a year, like there's no way it's gonna mean anything to you in five years, I can guarantee it. I used to care a lot about my CSGO rank. Haven't touched the game in a bit. Don't really care anymore. Like, I feel like, uh, taking things from your family members that have sentimental value and pawning them for a game you're not gonna care about is always a bad math equation. So he doesn't know how to react, so he just starts telling his boss, like, wow, I'm so sorry to hear that, and his boss starts telling him the story. Even though he didn't really ask about how his son had been bugging him for money again, his dad had said no, and his son had gone out of his way to be like, well, how much is the watch? Which is how he knew when he came back and it was missing that his son has taken it. And so he had kind of told his son, like, well, it's not for sale, you know, you'll probably get it one day when I pass. And when he heard that, like, oh, the Rolex will be mine when I pass away, he had looked at his dad and said, well, if it's gonna be mine when you die anyways, how about you just hand it over now? So, it's not even like he had sneakily taken the Rolex and tried to pawn it off as somebody else broke into the house and stole it. He was really telling his dad, like, how about you hurry up and die so I can have this Rolex so you can, uh, get me some Minecraft ranks. Like, just give me my inheritance now. I don't really feel like wanting an inheritance is very good karma, because if you want your inheritance really bad, that means you want them to croak. And I feel like praying for somebody to die so you can get your money is just not very good karma in the universe. That's just really not how it works, too. If something's willed to you, you can't say, well, it's gonna be mine one day anyways, so just hand it over. Like, the person's alive, they're still using it. And they're especially not gonna give you this sentimental item if you're basically telling them that you're gonna take it to a pawn store and sell it for some video game ranks. Dude didn't even know what Minecraft was three days before, and now his son's like, eh, just go ahead, hand me my trust fund now, I'll have myself a great time. I would never, like, if I had a trust fund, A, that would be sick. <laughs> what, a, what a stress reliever, you just got a chunk of money sitting there. If you have a trust fund, though, be smart with it. Don't go blowing it on Minecraft ranks. Oh, just give me my inheritance now, Dad. You and Mom just go ahead and die. I'll, I got it from here. Don't worry. I'm gonna be the best Minecraft player you've ever seen. Obviously, his boss is very upset, so they start trying to think of, like, how to get it back. And it's really obvious to the subscriber what to do, so he's like, well, you should probably go down to the pawn store and buy it back. And the boss is like, do you think they'd sell it back to me? And clearly he had never been to a pawn store before, because, yeah, they're, they're gonna sell it to you, but y that's gonna hurt. Imagine your grandpa gives you a gift, your kid's dumb enough to go sell it, and then you have to go and fork over, like, a solid chunk of money. I'm pretty sure that most places, like, have to give it back if it's stolen. Can't they get in a lot of trouble for that? I mean, technically, it was stolen from your son, so if you tell them it was stolen and they report it, then he's gonna get in trouble. I don't know. I don't know why they didn't really just go down there and say what happened and get it back, but probably something in, like, not wanting to get his son arrested for theft or whatever. 
So he has to go with the boss to the pawn store and they walk in there and the boss does try to like explain it to the guy but the guy is basically like look unless you want me to file a report and say exactly what your son did and him potentially face the consequences for it then you're gonna have to buy it back because I gave your kid money for it. So he knew how much the guy had given his kid for the watch and he says that he's gonna charge the guy double what he paid for it. And he's like, dude, what What do you mean? You bought it for my kid for X. And the guy's like, yeah, but, you know, I gotta make some money. It was like the guy kind of knew that there was nothing the guy could do, really. Like, he had to buy it back from him or turn his son in for stealing his Rolex and pawning it for Minecraft ranks. Even if you're super rich, it is possible to fail at parenting. If anything, I feel like having super loaded parents that, you know, I don't know, apparently make you think stealing a Rolex is just a perfectly normal thing to do. I, I feel like usually those types of parents, the kids don't know how to act even more. Something about like, ah, oh, I just gave my kid everything and now they think that they're entitled to everything. It's like, gee, I, I wonder how that works. Either way, of course, the guy ended up paying for it because it's not like he's about to walk out there without his grandfather's watch. Who knows if he comes back in later that day, if it's gone, you know, if somebody else was going to come in and buy it. So he has to pay for it, gets absolutely finessed by the dude at the pawn store. And like I said, I'm sure usually if someone steals your stuff, then you can get the police involved. But if you get the cops involved, it's not like you could be like, hey, uh, investigate this, but then don't get angry at the person who did it because it's my kid and he's just dumb. He ended up getting his grandpa's watch back. They get back in the car and they go back. And like his boss isn't mean to him now, but it's almost like his boss has just been so embarrassed by that situation and how much he knows about it that he's just kind of been like avoiding him and it's not like he's making him do extra work he's been really nice he's gotten better assignments but it's like his boss doesn't want to have to go talk to the guy who knows that his son stole his like grandpa's rolex from him sorry and then pawned it for minecraft ranks and still the one question that i have in all of this obviously how do you think that like that's a good idea but on top of it what Minecraft ranks in the world could possibly be worth $5,000? I'm sorry. If you told me that I had a Minecraft-like rank that made me magically able to build anything I could imagine, it still would not be worth $5,000. You could give me God rank on the most popular Minecraft server on the planet. It would still not be worth $5,000. There is nothing on this planet that you could attach to a Minecraft rank that would make it be worth $5,000. Especially if you just don't have $5,000. I guess if you're Elon Musk and you just feel like buying the most expensive thing you can, then like, hey, go for it, whatever, you got 600 billion more dollars. But you gotta steal stuff from your parents to pay for the Minecraft rank? Then you don't have enough money for the Minecraft rank. This is almost as simple as one time I was on like Facebook for 10 seconds to look at something that my grandma wanted me to look at. And there was an ad for buy now, pay later for Papa John's pizza. And it's like, guys, I, I don't give financial advice. I'm not a financial expert. If you can't afford the Papa John's pizza in cash, don't borrow money to buy the Papa John's pizza. The same concept applies to Minecraft ranks. And there's just no way any Minecraft rank is worth over like $100. I'm sorry. It's just not not feasible. You can't give me a reason that you need to spend $1,000. Not even on Minecraft, but a rank for one server. Not every server, just the one. I don't know. If I was the guy's boss, I'd probably be a little embarrassed too. I wouldn't be like trying to go hang out with that dude, you know? 
Oh, yeah, remember that one time where uh, you made me explain Minecraft to you, and then the next day your kid stole your expensive watch that had a bunch of sentimental value, took it to a pawn store, and then we had to go back, and you got finessed and paid double the price that your kid sold for it because he didn't know what it was worth? I don't know. You probably wouldn't want to be reminded of that all the time either, even though none of us have been there, thankfully, and hopefully we never do. Not really sure why you would need to, like, buy someone's laptop off of them if your mom's a billionaire, but hey, whatever, apparently it happens. Thought you guys would enjoy the story time, so, uh, yeah, before we get into it, be sure to press the like button, otherwise, no joke, no scam, your laptop will get stolen by a spoiled, entitled person. And, uh, here is last video's comment of the day, big thank you to everyone that comments, and without further ado, let's go. Alright, so this happened a few years ago, back when I was still at college. I was in the library with a couple of my friends trying to study, and uh, I had to pee. And so I got up and I left my laptop at the table. And I know people say, like, never leave your stuff, never leave your backpack, never leave your laptop at the library. And, and that's good advice. You should never leave it unattended. But because me and all my friends were sitting at a table together talking, I assumed it would be fine. So I just left my stuff and went to the bathroom. Get to the bathroom, go pee, nothing really fascinating about that part of the story, I apologize. But when I walk back out of the bathroom and start walking back over to my friends, I'm a little bit confused because I see someone standing in front of the chair that I was sitting in. And I look at my friends' faces, and you know when you can tell that they're not hyped about whoever is in front of them? Like, you know, you ever seen someone who has an annoying person at work or whatever, and when they walk up and start talking, you can see the light just drain out of their eyes? If you've ever seen What We Do in the Shadows before, good show, but there's this thing called, like, an energy vampire. That was kind of the vibe. Whatever was talking to them, whoever was talking to them was just not very good for the, uh, enthusiasm of my friend group. So I walk back over, and I get more confused the closer I get. Because not only is he standing in front of where I was sitting, but he has my laptop in his hands, and he's kind of, like, spinning it around, and I don't really like that, because it's my laptop, you shouldn't be touching it. So I start walking over faster, because I don't know this guy, he's touching my stuff, my friends kind of look like they're in an awkward situation. And I walk back up, and I definitely don't know him the closer I get. It's not like I magically just realize it's my cousin or something. So I grab my laptop and say, hey, don't touch my stuff, bro. Because I feel like that's just common sense. You shouldn't touch anyone's stuff, especially if you don't know them. Like, I don't know, especially electronics. It's kind of like if a stranger just picked up your phone and started looking at it. It's not that there's anything bad on my phone, it's just you're a stranger and that's an electronic, like, expensive piece of equipment you got there. I'm not trying to have strangers touch it. Especially the laptop I'm using for schoolwork, bro. Like, just don't touch my stuff. So I was holding my laptop now because I had pulled it out of his hands and I asked him, what are you doing with my stuff? Like, why were you holding my stuff? And he looks at me almost like I'm annoying him by asking this question. I, I just have the gall, the nerve, the absolute audacity to question why this guy would need to be holding my laptop for some reason. I feel like that's a fair question. And he rolls his eyes and says, oh, is it yours? And I'm like, yeah, it's my laptop. And he reaches back to kind of grab it from me after I had grabbed it in the first place. And I pull it back kind of into my chest because I'm not going to give it to him. And he looks at me and says, well, that was rude. How is it rude if I come back and you're grabbing my stuff, I grab it back, and then I'm not just going to hand it back to you? Oh, it's yours, and then you just try to grab it? That's not an explanation of who you are or why I should let you, like, touch my stuff or what's going on. 
I didn't realize grabbing my laptop was rude. I, I didn't know that holding your things is considered unpleasant. So I just tell him I don't like people touching my stuff and to stop. And he looks at me, puts his hands on his hips like he's about to do the most nice, kind, biggest favor of my life. He's about to do something that I should be appreciative for. And he says, that's about to be my laptop now. I'll give you 250 for it. And I'm not saying that it was some, like, elite gaming laptop that could have mined cryptocurrency while playing Warzone and rendering a video or anything. But it was definitely more than a $250 laptop. And on top of that, like, I literally used the laptop for school. So even if that was a good offer, I need it. It's not like I can really go buy a new, better computer for the amount of money you offered me. And I don't really want to have to set up a new computer. You know how much of a pain in the butt that is? So I kind of laugh and say, no, sorry, man, like not a good deal. And he starts to whine and complain. I think in his mind, he thought he was doing like a bartering thing and says, come on, I really need a laptop. And I'm sure he did need a laptop. Obviously, he's out in the library talking to strangers trying to buy laptops off of them. But no, my laptop is not for sale. And I don't really care that you really need a laptop. It doesn't change anything for me. And so I said, no, it's just not for sale. And he looks at me with like this smug look and says, there has to be some way to work it out. What dollar amount would make it work? And I just looked at him and said, a million dollars or it's not for sale. And when I said that, his entire demeanor changed. It went from like some just spoiled kid who I didn't know if he knew how to make friends walking up and grabbing my stuff, like trying to act normal or anything. But it got super sketchy. Like he started looking around almost like he was judging to see how many people were watching or anything. And I'm not saying that I'm like an expert at reading people, but my spidey senses started tingling. Not that they're great, but you know when you just have that feeling like in your gut that something weird is about to go down? And he reaches over, rips the laptop out of my hand, and goes to start running. And my other friend, who was sitting on the corner of the table we were all grouped up at, he pops up and kind of stands in front of the guy, and he goes to turn sideways and run past him. And as he turns sideways and starts running past my friend, he reaches his hands out, grabs the laptop, rips it back into his hands, so we have the laptop. And the kid who is just trying to steal it kind of realizes that, oh, I don't have it anymore, and if I turn around and try to grab it, like, all my friends had popped up on that point. So he just keeps running, turns around by the door and, like, flips us off and says that we weren't cool for not giving him the laptop. Yeah, sorry that you don't live in a Grand Theft Auto server. I'm not just going to let you take my laptop. And honestly, I should have held on to it. I, I knew something sketchy was going to go down. I just didn't expect him to grab it out of my hands and start running, like, in the middle of the library. Now I'd be aware. I'm extra on guard in a library now. But, like, at the time, I don't know. You don't expect someone to just grab it out of your hands in the college library and take off. So my friend looks at it. It's not like it was broken or anything. Like, we just all are sitting there thinking about how weird that was. And then they start telling me that he had walked up when I was at the bathroom and started telling them about how rich he was and how his mom was this billionaire who was giving him all this money to go here and try to make friends with normal people who were poorer than him. Weird way to make friends, bro. I don't really think people enjoy when you tell them that, even if your mom is a billionaire. And then he started talking about how he wants to buy my laptop. And that's automatically red flags, because if your mom's a billionaire, you're definitely not walking around the college library asking to buy people's laptops off of them. 
I don't know. Maybe, like, your mom's not spoiling you, but I feel like if they're already going to send you to college, they're definitely going to get you a laptop. So, whatever. He's kind of telling this story about how his mom's a billionaire and has all this money. And then he picked up my laptop, and that's when they started getting sketched out, too. And it was a good thing I came back, because they didn't know what was about to go down, and they didn't know if I knew him or not, because he was like, oh, yeah, I know the guy. So whatever, my friends probably should have done something sooner, but they did stop him from stealing the laptop at the end of the day, and I didn't really know that he was going to grab it out of my hands either, so it'd be weird if I got super, super pissed off about it. But that guy, that's who I was super pissed off at. Oh, my mom's a billionaire, I'm going to steal your laptop. Dude, then you've got some issues. Like, if your mom's a billionaire and you're still roaming around trying to steal laptops from strangers, you're just a kleptomaniac at that point. Ah, oh, this laptop's about to be mine. I'll give you half of what you paid for it. Like, no, man, sorry. I, I, I understand you might come from money, but that's not really how it works. No one wants to give you a deal like that. All right, I got more story times for y'all today, but on screen now is a gift card code. I give one of these away in every video to say thank you to everyone that subscribes, turn on notifications, and presses that like button. So go ahead and smash the like button. I'd appreciate it. And uh, if you're already subscribed with notifications on, you're a legend, and let's get back to the video. Alright, so the person who sent this in to me works at a gas station, and it just so happens that there was, like, a huge winter storm, so their outdoor card readers weren't working, and so you had to come, like, pay inside. And it sucks, it's unfortunate, but technology is gonna do technology things sometimes, and obviously this worker wouldn't choose this. You really think the worker was sitting there like, oh yeah, in the middle of bad weather, I'm gonna make everyone that stops for gas come inside. They're gonna be so happy to deal with me. But there's a big line because people need gas. It's not like they can really go anywhere else. It's one of the only one for miles. And so there's a little bit of a line and a guy comes in freaking out. Oh, I had to come inside. I couldn't pay at the pump. I had to walk all the way in here in the way that he's explaining it, dude. You would have thought he was explaining some, like, flashback he was having. As if walking back through the snow was just the most intense, worst thing he's ever experienced in his life. And I'm sure it sucked. But walking into a gas station and loudly acting like it's the most insane thing in your entire life when you live in a place that gets snow is just bizarre. And so he just walks up to the front of the line and like tries to cut everyone and says da 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 on pump blank. And the worker and his boss were pretty close and the boss owned the establishment and he had said that like if anyone starts trying to cause problems just handle it. And so when he walks up and tries to skip the line he says oh you think you can just skip the line? And the look on the dude's face, it was almost like he had never literally thought about the fact that you have to wait in line sometimes in his life. Like, it had just never crossed his mind. The way his face was shaped, you would have thought he has a fast pass at the DMV. He's never had to wait for anything in his life. And he literally looks at the worker and says, I have to wait in line? But it wasn't like, oh, I have to wait in line. It was as if they had just asked him to go back out there and shovel snow for free. And so the worker looks at this dude who is somehow very confused at the concept of waiting in line and says, yeah, you need to get in line. And he turns around and starts walking to the end of the line, which is where you have to get in line. And the entire time he's complaining, oh, it's so far from the front of the line. It's going to take me forever to get gas now and like literally whined the entire time he was waiting in line. And unfortunately, the person that worked there couldn't really leave, but, like, the relief on people's face when they were done paying and got to walk out of there because they didn't have to listen to this dude whining anymore was <laughs> hilarious. Like, you could visibly see the relief. Sure enough, he gets to the front, pays, leaves. 
but the worker just couldn't believe that he was so committed to complaining. Like, he really came in, tried to cut the line. I feel like that's something very obvious. If you walk in somewhere and there's a ginormous line of people, why would you just assume you can walk to the front? And on top of it, I feel like loudly complaining in public might be one of my biggest pet peeves of all time. Like, hey, I'm a complaining person. I used to have a YouTube channel where I just complained about stuff. But you don't loudly do it in public, because guess what? Nobody else wants to hear that garbage, I promise you. They're just all uh, out and about trying to get gas and go home. Alright, so uh, we were talking about a snowstorm in the last story. This guy lives in a place where there just happens to be not a lot of, like, insane winter weather. It's not a place where you gotta worry about slipping and sliding on the way to your car on ice, slipping and sliding on ice in your car. This person that we're about to talk about is just a horrible driver. He's kind of cruising, doing his thing, and he sees on his left side, like in his rearview mirror, this Mercedes, you know how you can tell from the front of him sometimes, comes flying up. And he's like, wow, that guy's going really fast. Not that the person that sent this to me was insanely speeding or anything, but they were going a little bit above the speed limit, so if this guy's flying by them, you do the math, they're going incredibly quickly. And he's also really concerned because he looks up and he sees that the light in front of them has turned yellow, which means that uh, it's about to be red. So he starts to slow down, but this Mercedes that's going past him does not slow down. And the light turns red and the Mercedes slams on the brake, starts going through the intersection. And thankfully, nobody else had started going yet. Like they hadn't had time to really, you know, get going into the traffic. So he didn't hit anyone, but it blows through kind of careens off the side of the road a little bit and smacks a fire hydrant. And like in a movie or something, the water just starts shooting out of this fire hydrant. And so the person who sent this to me pulls over behind the car and gets out to be like, oh my gosh, are you okay? But as he starts approaching the car, he hears like the engine trying to work and he's confused and he sees that the car's trying to get into reverse and pull away. So he gets back in his car because clearly this person's not trying to stick around and the last thing he wants to happen is to get smacked by the car that he's trying to go make sure everyone's okay in. And the Mercedes somehow gets like unstuck and then peels off. They take off out of there. And so after that point, he gets out with a few other people and he realizes that somebody else has already called and reported it, you know, to come fix the fire hydrant and what happened. But whoever this was had, like, been speeding, not paying attention, smacked the fire hydrant, and then gone as fast as humanly possible. So whatever, he goes on home because someone else had called. They were coming to take care of it. No reason for him to be there. But he's uh, sitting on the couch watching the news later that night, and the news story pops up that it was a 23-year-old who had stolen his dad's car, who was a doctor, and taken it on a joyride. And his dad had called and turned him in because his son had just taken the car home and tried to say that nothing had happened. Keep in mind, it's wrecked. Like, it's not like the car was in a great shape. It barely got out of there. So this grown man, like, took this car back to his doctor dad, destroyed, and was like, yeah, nothing happened. I have no clue. That's how it was when I took it. And his dad called in and was like, hey, did anything happen with the Mercedes? And they told him, yeah, somebody smacked into a fire hydrant. So there, there's that. Overall, uh, don't steal your parents' car. And I don't know. I feel like if the light turns yellow, slowing down if you're far away isn't complicated. Like, I feel like driving is one of those things that people make way more complicated than it is. Like, if you just follow the basic rules, it's, it's not that hard. 
This next one was funny to me because it was like a reverse Karen situation, right? So this lady goes into this restaurant she goes to all the time. Never has any issues. The waitstaff's always super nice. She always tips well. Like, it's not like there's any pre-existing beef. If anything, she goes there because she's more of a regular. And off the rip, she gets sat down and the waiter comes over and he seems really annoyed, pissed off, like just off the beginning before anything's even said. And so whatever, sometimes people working in the service industry, like they have a bad day, so she's not going to cause any problems about it. She's not going to complain. So she orders the things she gets regularly and because she's there all the time and she orders it a lot, she's very aware of like what it comes with and how it's supposed to come. Not because she's a know-it-all or anything, but she orders this all the time. It'd be the equivalent of like every week you get something, you know what it's supposed to look like, you know what it's supposed to taste like. Well, the food comes out and it's missing one of the sides. And she hadn't asked for anything from the waiter or anything, like she wasn't being demanding, and very nicely she says, Hey, excuse me, usually this has a side of duh, did they change the menu? She's not even saying, you got it wrong, all she's saying is, maybe I'm wrong. Pretty fair, right? Not aggressive. This waiter starts going off. Oh, you think you know the menu better than me? I don't know who you think you are, I'm tired of people in this job trying to act like they know better. And the lady's just sitting there like, that's that's not at all what I'm trying to do. I'm just asking if the side that usually comes with this still comes with this. There's there's no further meaning of it there. I'm not trying to say you're bad at your job. I'm not trying to say you're good at your job. I'm just asking if I can get my side. And the waiter is like, you know what? I'm done. I'm over this job. I'm over this crap. I don't need to be here. I don't need to be here. And now the lady's confused because he's just like venting to her like she's a therapist or something. And so she's kind of like, all right, I guess you don't have to be here. She didn't know what to say in that situation. What do you do if someone's just going off on you being like, I don't even need this job. Like, okay, I guess. Not even like an angry okay, just okay. And he takes off his apron thing and like throws it on the ground and storms out. And the manager walks over and is like, hi, what happened? And so she starts explaining it to the manager. And you would think the manager would be a little bit confused because that's not a normal situation. But the manager literally goes, oh, yeah, he does this every couple months. It's okay. I'll get you your side and goes and gets it. Every few months? You mean you guys take him back after this? I'm just saying, I feel like if I owned a restaurant, which I don't, and I don't want to own a restaurant, and somebody was like freaking out on customers once every three months because they had a bad day, I just feel like maybe the restaurant industry is not for them. Apparently for this place, they're like, eh, whatever, we need the help bad enough, just bring him back. It's only one customer every three months. I like those numbers. All right, so this next one, this guy used to have this Nerf whistle football, and one day they're playing with it, and he sees one of the kids that lives in his neighborhood take it, put it in his pocket, and walk away. And he yells at him, hey, give me my football back, but he keeps walking, and he starts running, and he gets home before he can, like, catch up with him. So he goes up to the door and starts knocking on the door, thinking the kid's gonna answer. But the dad comes and answers and is like, hi, how can I help you? And so he tells him, hey, I have this whistling football. Your kid took it. He has it in his pocket. Can I have it back? And I feel like I I'm not a parent, but if your kid takes something from somebody, it's probably like a good time to teach him a lesson about why that's very wrong and you shouldn't do that. And hopefully they just don't do that, right? But this dad kind of does the most immature possible thing in this situation and is like, oh, well, is your name on it? And he's like, uh, doesn't really know how to answer because that's not what he was expecting this dad to say. And then says, well, I guess it's our football now. 
And he starts trying to argue back and forth with this grown man about like, dude, just give me my football back. Like your kid took my football, just give it back. And he keeps being like, no, it's ours now. Sorry. And then eventually slams the door in his face. And so the person who's lost their nerve football is like, I I don't know what to do now, bro. So they go to tell their parents. And it's not like they're snitching, but a grown man shouldn't be arguing with a kid on why they're allowed to steal his nerve football. Like, what do you mean, bro? And so his parents come back over and they start getting into an argument because he's trying to be all smug and say, well, they have no proof that it's their nerve football. And so he says something like, did you write your name on it? And this time the kid remembers that, yes, actually, on one of the fins on the back, my name is on it. So they go get the football and sure enough, his initials are there. And it looked like they had tried to maybe cover them up, but use the wrong marker or whatever. And so his parents snatch the whistle football out of the hand and the dad's like, well, these things happen. You know, how are we supposed to know? Probably because the kid repeatedly said it's his. Your kid admitted that he took it, and you knew he took it, but whatever, man. You waited until they could prove their name was written on it. And then he said, all right, now get off my property and close the door. And just kind of kicked them off the property. Which is pretty insane, man. Imagine getting mad at people because they come to get the stuff you stole from them back, you know? And after that, they super avoided them in the neighborhood, like went above and beyond to not even say hi if they drove past each other and whatnot, probably because he was embarrassed that he was almost involved in getting a stolen Nerf whistle football (laughs) back into the house. And this last one's a goodie. Well, not a goodie for him, but a goodie to listen to, all right? So he was at a family Christmas party, and he has a cousin who's 26 years old, and he's literally like shaking presents trying to figure out what's what. Not in an ironic, ooh, I hope it's another pair of socks way, but like really, really pressed about making sure he gets everything on his list. Which, you know, it's fine to be excited for Christmas, but when you're over a certain age, that's just a lot. That's just a lot. I'm not gonna lie. If it really brings you a lot of joy, then by all means, who cares? It's really not bugging anyone. But you could understand how to people who gave the presents when someone's there just shaking it, being like, what is it, what is it, what is it? It's annoying. And I also feel like at a certain age, your gifts, you know, they're still gifts. Don't get it wrong. You're still grateful for them. But, like, the excitement isn't as there when I get a hoodie as it used to be when, like, I really cared about getting a new Lego set. I don't think a Lego set would bring me that same happiness today. But you guys get what I'm saying, right? Whatever. Anyways, he ends up getting to open one present early because he's literally begging to and his aunt's like, fine. And he opens it up and it's a sweater, which is is a fine present. I feel like if you're 26 years old, it's about what you should expect, you know? Like, I'm not 26, I'm 23. I don't expect a lot for Christmas anymore. And that's okay. It's not the end of the world. Like, that's just the reality of growing up. But he starts freaking out, throwing a fit about how it wasn't what he wanted and that wasn't on his list and he doesn't know why they bought this for him. And everyone kind of keeps trying to point out that, like, hey, man, like, hey, it's a gift. Like, just be grateful for it. There's no reason to act this way. And he keeps being like, no, this is dumb. No one took my list seriously. Why did I even make a spreadsheet if no one used it? Bro, you made a spreadsheet for your Christmas list and sent it out and expected people to use it. If someone sent me a spreadsheet, I would go out of my way to buy something not on the spreadsheet just because I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that, bro. Anyways, he keeps freaking out to the point where the entire family just doesn't really want him any there or there anymore. Don't any there. What what was that? In his answer, like, we think it'd be better if you leave. And he doesn't even protest, goes, you're right. I want to go somewhere with better presence anyways, and gets up and leaves. And it's like, dude, man, you you really had a, a bar set for yourself that I think is dramatically high on realistic expectations. Probably was wearing the sweater on the way home, like, "Mm, I hate that this thing is cozy. 
Anyways, guys, I think that's going to do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed. I know you guys said you like the shorter videos in like a longer form. So I, I did that today. So if you did enjoy it, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. I'd appreciate it. 12 Days of Scrubs is coming up. If you like these, but you'd rather listen to them in podcast form, I do post them over on Spotify. So feel free to check that out. Link down below. And because it's the Christmas season... Be sure to check out the Karen Christmas sweater. I'll put the link in the pinned comment down below, but you can really just have the coolest sweater on the block. Anyways, on that note, guys, I think that's really going to do it for the video. Thank you all so much for watching. Hope you guys all have a good, like, Thanksgiving break or whatever. Don't get anyone pregnant. If you do, make sure they're hot, and I'll see you guys next time. I'm out. Peace.